They're blowing out some smoke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet he absolutely got, do not endorse this. <laughs> I bet he got dollar signs in his eyes, uh, yeah. like uh, when he because he bought a bunch of Papa John's franchises in the Denver area. Oh, when, is that why he's doing those commercials? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, he's been a spokesperson for a long time. But well, yeah, I know. Well, I, okay. Let me rephrase this. Is that how they can afford him yeah. to do Every those commercials? <laughs> I can move. Thanks, sweetie. And uh, so he must have seen dollar signs like. Yeah. I might win another Super Bowl. I'm going to be even filthier it's with the, With the legalization, there's a lot more like designer strains of weed oh, coming okay. out. So every every dispensary is growing two or three new hybrid versions of the plant that, that no one's seen before. And so it's, it's going to be interesting. That would be a great tourist kind of thing. Oh, yeah. that's That'd be ideal, you know, if you could go to Colorado. That's for such a, a great idea like as far as, like, why, you know, they have to grow their own shit. Because if they have to grow their own shit, they might as well, you know. Well, yeah. It's like, it's like microbreweries with beer. And if how they were required for every bar. <laughs> Yeah, at, yeah, like you know how micro brews like craft beer is on the rise here in this state. Yeah. The same thing can be said about craft marijuana in Colorado, craft where marijuana. where pretty soon there's going to be like smoking fest, and you're just going to go and you're going to get like a, a joint and sample all the different pot and stuff. Right? There was that in uh, Washington. There was that. Yeah, in, they, did, awesome. they did that in Washington. Like there was like a marijuana festival, and like the cops uh, they just they hand, they handed out they handed out bags of Doritos. Actually, I don't know if you knew this, but every music festival is also a yep. the cop handed out uh, bags of Doritos and like on them were pieces of paper that uh, gave a friendly reminder of what the rules were for uh, driving while uh, stoned yeah. there should be no for rules don't drive while stoned <laughs> that's an interesting taste I have a lozenge in my mouth oh yeah drinking beer. a lozenge is it lemon flavored cherry 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 wee mac that actually wouldn't be too bad it's different Cherry Scotch Ale, that's like a Manhattan put with some beer in it. In <laughs> Let me put my lozenge into you. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so which one are we doing? Because uh, I have it labeled 2013. That's just a movie, Alright, sounds good. Well, welcome back everybody, I'm David West. I'm David Gilman. Who's next? Oh, I'm Chance Hoover. <laughs> you spoke, you go. Uh, I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm Andrew Crowley. And, uh... Well, this episode is our 2013 in review episode. Yeah, we're. I, I, I sent a text message out and had everybody put together a top ten list that they didn't put together until they actually came over to my place. <laughs> well, that's done. It was all locked. It was all locked in my brain. I just had to think about it, look at the list of movies to pull it out. I insulted myself. Yeah, I was the only one OCD enough to actually try and do this in the beginning of November. And so I just altered my list a little bit when I did mine. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's basically Oscar bait and giant robots punching, sh- punching shit. <laughs> but, um, so I figured... Uh, giant robots well, Oscar baiting. We figured that we would <laughs> go around the table, read the list, and next person would go, next person, and then we'd all bitch at each other afterwards. <laughs> that sounds good, but beforehand, I'm going to hit the music. Okay. Ooh, actually, we're going to have him on the show tomorrow. We're going to... Talk to uh, Mike, and mm. he's gonna pitch his Indiegogo for us. So, okay, yeah, he's he's raising money to uh, produce his new album. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, you can spend twenty bucks and get both of his past albums. So it's sort of a Kickstarter. Yeah, thing. well, that's not Indiegogo. Yeah, Indiegogo, yeah. I prefer better because you actually get to keep the money. If you don't reach your goal, you still keep the money you raised. <laughs> Oh. Unlike Kickstarter, where if you don't reach your goal, you don't get a penny. Well, but, I don't 
Sometimes it's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I think depending on the particular pursuit, that's Because yeah. a lot yeah, of I mean, stories it, about people ripping people off on Kickstarter, not delivering. Yeah, so I maybe don't know, maybe uh, misusing funds when they raise more. Amanda Palmer. <laughs> that she'll be the top of one of my soapbox. Did you say Amanda friends. Palmer? No. Or did that? Oh, yeah. she did that. What? What did she do? I'll, it's too long, but there's a lot of stories about that. It's we're, we're working on this segment for Andrew called Andrew Soapbox. <laughs> we go up online. We're going to do a video soapbox of Andrew bitching about something every week. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to be like uh, Pierre Bernard's recline. Pierre Bernard's recline. Or Louis Black on uh, the Daily Show. But uh, all yeah. right, hit that hit that spacebar thing. We're gonna need eight out of you. And I said, like, unless you're talking about the eight inches I got packed in my trousers, this ain't happening. <laughs> uh, are we on again? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> we yes, we are break. on. And since this is your idea for this list, since I mean, we did it last year too. Well, I did it. He did it last year. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Sure. True. <laughs> you're like surprise, motherfucker! I got a top ten list. Y'all motherfuckers suck. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, um, that is actually how it went. So yes. go, go for it. <laughs> okay, so I have a tape of it. <laughs> Damn it, you're right. There is tape. Fuck. Um, this is how Nixon went down. Okay, so number one, her. Wow. Um, it was that. that good? Yeah, it was. Wow, number one. Number one. It opens wow. next week here. Reserve uh, all judgments for after the yeah, list, yeah. please. Uh, number two, Iron Man three. Number three, Frozen. Number four, Pacific Rim. Number five, This is the End. Number six, Twelve Years a Slave. Number seven, Rush. Number eight, American Hustle. Number nine, The Hobbit. And number ten, Man of Steel. I'm glad that you put Superman at the bottom. <laughs> okay. But it still made his top ten, though. Yeah, it didn't make mine. <laughs> but I don't want to ruin the surprises. Okay. Are you going next? Well, are you going next? All right, I'll go next. That's I don't have these in any particular order. So I'm going to put them in order right now, and we'll just see how... <laughs> I mean, well, it's really hard. Like, some of these movies tie for number one, and some of them tie for number ten. Uh, I guess probably my favorite movie that I saw this year would be... Um, I'm going to say The Way, Way Back. That mm-hmm. movie, I've, I watched it two or three times already, and I can I just watch it over and over. I've seen it twice. Um, then we'll go with... The World's In. Is that This Is The End? No, no. The World's In was the Simon end Pegler. of uh, Cornetto's Oh, movie. The World's End, right? It's on my list, too. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll say Star Trek Into Darkness for number three. Number four, mm, Gangster Squad. Wow. What? You didn't like that? <laughs> I did, but nobody else did. Why not? It was just solid. I never actually well, saw it because the reviews were so The bad. reviews were no, awful. The reviews it. didn't do justice. No, no I, I thought it was a decent movie. Yeah, it was great. Um, 
Where am I? Number five. John dies at the end. Which I haven't seen it yet. The movie was I really pretty want solid, to. but the book is a lot better. So and the ending is going to watch the movie. It's written by uh, a guy who writes on Cracked, right? Yeah, uh, Daniel O'Brien, I think. Yeah. Then the Hobbit. Admission. No, no. Wait, the Hobbit. Pacific Rim. Admission and rounding out tens. Pain and Gain. The Rock on cocaine was one of the more hilarious things I saw this year. All right. I mean, does, so I mean to minute, see that. I think you've got nine. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Which one did I forget? Uh, oh, this is the end. That's uh, what I forgot. Sorry, I'll put. Uh, that's not better than Pacific Rim, but it's better than. That's going in at number nine. Okay. After Pacific Rim, and then Pain and Game. What about Admission? Oh, Pacific Rim, Admission. This is the end. <laughs> <laughs> Pain and gain. Okay. Maybe I should put this is the end at the end of the of my list just for the sake of meta humor. Yeah. Two community season one. Pain and gain is an interesting choice. Like I think Matt Fraction um, went to it actually defended it. Uh, Matt Fraction uh, defended it a lot on his Twitter because he, he was actually really surprised at how much he liked it. Yeah, it was because a- it was a Michael Bay film. So you normally go in there not expecting too much, but. It was actually you know, supposed to be incredibly funny. That, yeah, the acting was fantastic. Tony, that was the best Tony Shalhoub ever. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like he got—he really got stuck in the role of monk act for people of our generation, at least. Well, I, I mean, his new show that started this fall was already canceled. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, he did—he did a very good job playing a wealthy Puerto Rican. Not Puerto Rican. He was some South American Jew. I can't remember what country he was from. Well, I think that—I think that covers it. Yeah, they kidnap him, and that's the that's the movie. Lots of cocaine and muscles and shit. Like every time I get <laughs> into the library, I see it. I see that they have it. And I'm just like muscles yeah. and coke and juice. But uh, maybe the next time I go to the library, I might grab it. You should. Admission is an encouraging choice. That's a Tina Fey one, correct? Yeah, that was the Tina Fey. I saw it. Uh, that was re- that was really great. Yeah, it was I, touching. Yeah, I didn't get to see it. I'm waiting for it to pop up on Netflix now. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't see a Tina Fey movie. I know, it was right? An awkward time. <laughs> I think I was busy at school, so I couldn't. And I was, it, it, it was I solid. Right. I saw it in theaters. All right. Well, here's I, the, I wanted to see a Tina Fey. David's up next. Here's my list. Story screen. And <laughs> it, I, ha- I actually have a uh, two pages of movies. <laughs> well, I did a top ten and a top twenty. Oh, so. Let's just do the top ten. Yeah, yeah, we started an hour and a half late. I wonder why. I know, right? <laughs> well, with uh, number one here, I have Iron Man three, American Hustle as number two, The World's Excuse End me. number three. This is the end number four. Pacific Rim is number five. Gravity at number six. Star Trek Into Darkness at number seven. And then for number eight, I, it's actually a tie between Hunger Games and The Hobbit. Cheater. Because then they, you don't, you don't because they're not one. finished. They're <laughs> not finished. You only get a number ten, though. That's not no. movies. No. You're about to sneak in 11 <laughs> movies. Yeah, no, that would be 11. You only get one more. Yeah. I'm this sorry. Is, this, this, is, yeah. this, is, this isn't you're number not, ten. Then, <laughs> you might not suggest your first choice. And then uh, Man of Steel. Okay. And then... For what I did have listed, I had two listed for number ten as well. Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? You can't keep doing double bites. I mean, yeah, that, that would be a top twelve. I'm curious. What were those? Uh, the Evil Dead and Conjuring. I felt like a horror. Both were really good, solid horror movies. But neither Together one they made the top one movie. Yeah. I thought about putting Evil Dead on my list. It was awesome. Andrew, I enjoyed it. What's your list, buddy? Uh, number one, Wolf of Wall Street. 
Number two, Inside Lewin Davis. Number three, 12 Years a Slave. Number four, Big Star, Nothing Can Hurt Me. Number five, The Place Beyond the Pines. Number six, Pacific Rim. Number seven, Dallas Buyers Club. Number eight, Iron Man 3. Number nine, Catching Fire. And number ten, Frozen. Nice. I can't right. comment on the, any of those actually. Yeah, I've seen I've like seen, <laughs> I guess on Pacific Rim. And Iron Man. Seen... Yeah, well, he didn't make my list. I haven't seen four of those. <laughs> got uh, Big Star, I presume. Place Me on the Pines. Inside Lewin Davis. And Dallas. I haven't seen them. Okay. Nice. All right, your turn. All right, so uh, yeah, minding that I've not seen many movies since the end of the tail part of the year. Uh, so, for instance, I haven't seen The Hobbit, which would almost certainly make the list. Uh, okay, so number one, Hunger Games. Uh, two, Star Trek. Three, Pacific Rim. Four, Iron Man. Five, Don John. Six, Stoker. Seven, This Is the End. Eight, The Way Way Back. Nine, American Hustle. Ten, Man of Steel. There's a trend here of Superman sucking more than all the other good movies this year. But he well, still I, made the top ten yeah, list. It's, it's, He's at the bottom. It, if I'd have seen any movies in the last <laughs> If you'd have seen The Hobbit, The Man of Steel would have been gone. <laughs> True. There's actually a number of films that potentially could have displaced it. Let me read them. <laughs> <laughs> so movies that I bet would oh have God. displaced them would be include The Hobbit 2, uh, potentially Saving Mr. Banks. I don't agree with that. I, I, well, I haven't seen it. Oh, Her? I haven't seen that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what? I can't even read this. Thor? Uh, maybe Thor. Mm. Almost certainly Frozen. I'm surprised Thor didn't make yours. It, it was number 11. <laughs> <laughs> One of the ones that made him cut out, sadly. Yeah. I, I also did a list of... Uh, and te- technically, The Hobbit 2 was on my second batch, too. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Uh, because I wasn't going to include it because it's not finished, you know? I didn't want to include it in the list because it... See, and then I was like, well, I did The Hunger Games and well, it's not done I either. And, I I hell, the smog is dead. I mean... <laughs> that motherfucker's taking an arrow to the chest. Uh, yeah. Uh, Not yet. He hasn't? No. no. I said, really? I said that motherfucker no. is. It's There's a, a lot of issues. Yeah. Yeah, it ends with the attack on Lake Town, basically, but it doesn't show uh, the start of the attack on Lake Town. Yeah, Holy shit. They. Oh, well, okay. Well, they we got Mirkwood, right? Yeah. And all that bullshit they came up with with elves. Yeah. yeah there's okay. that. They don't try and interrupt the parties, this, like in the book. Remember yeah. when they were dying? Oh, I'm going to see it. I just haven't. Okay. Just to. <sighs> I think the only reason The Hobbit actually made the list for me. Was the barrel scene, ah. which is hands down one of the best action sequences of the year. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I don't think a Lord of the Rings movie by Peter Jackson could ever not make my top ten. That's a blatant show of my non-being objective. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I had some issues with the end, and not, I don't mean the cliffhanger. <laughs> I mean. Some some stuff with the dragon. Or I'm just sort of like, oh. It looked like an otter. No, Anybody I'm get not. that? Uh, Anybody I get just... that? <laughs> I got it. Godzilla. But, right? Uh, no. 90s Godzilla? No, no. because uh, there's, a thing like, like an otter? There's, a, there's a thing on the internet about Bend- uh, Bend- Benadryl Cumberland Gap looking like an otter. <laughs> oh. There you go. Oh, I get it. <laughs> but, um. Goodbye, John. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. I sort of thought they they undercut the the, the threat of 
smog a little bit with some of the shit. You're not saying it right. It's smog. Smog did kind of look smog, dopey, didn't smog. he? Maybe he's just tired, man. He's been well, asleep for all those Yeah, but just I don't know. For, for as much of a badass he's Maybe supposed to be, broke. I was just sort of like, they, they didn't do things logically. Huh. And that bugs me. Namely, making like, uh, namely making Spock the Hobbit more than one film. should be a hell of a lot more intelligent than how they're showing him. Right. And I was disappointed with that. Like the all the the the, the dickering dicking around in the mines. I was just kind of like, this is definitely a little unnecessary, and purposely creating a set piece to have a set piece. Especially to have a video game. Yeah, essentially. If, whenever they do that, that's for the video. Lego <laughs> Hobbit comes out later this year. <laughs> I mean, if you're fucking around with a size large red dragon, you know, you better be, you know, size large. <laughs> that's being, you know, that's being, you know, on the optimistic end. He's probably like, you know, size gargantuan for line. I mean, there's. Uh, I mean, to the scale of of pre, I'm going to quote present day <coughs> Middle Earth. I mean, okay. Uh, so if they hadn't taken out Smog, I mean, this is why Gandalf made this happen, is because he was sitting there thinking, and he thought, I think I've heard rumblings of evil coming up, and I'm really worried because there could be a war, and if there's a war and there's Smog, he's a side. Just him is a side. Mm -hmm. Like, there's the good and the evil and him. And he thought, what if he allied with the evil? I mean, because there's presidents like uh, with uh, Encalagon the Black. Is it Encalagon or Encalabad the Black, the, like one of the dragons you know, in the Silmarillion? Oh, yeah, right. Who could, like, you know, his fire was, you know, the only thing hot enough to yeah. melt the rings of power. But uh, I, I think I've read for Tolkien scholars say that, you know, uh, maybe to this, uh, Smaug's uh, uh, fire, oh, wasn't, <laughs> fire wasn't hot enough to melt the uh, one ring. But, you know, just imagine. I don't think any, I, I, think, I think the point was that the one ring Most in particular, same. no dragon's fire would Quit have touched. I mean, which is too bad because it would be kind of funny if, you know, Gandalf kind of shot himself in the foot with that. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Gonna, we could have had a much shorter walk. Well, either that, either that, or like an alternative ending where if it would have worked, where like they sneak up and then suddenly Gandalf appears and pushes Bilbo into Smaug and he eats him and he's just like, problem fucking solved. And he just goes home. And that's the end of that chapter. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, I, I really wish you'd seen The Hobbit so I could actually go anywhere. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what's this, uh, tell me about this her movie. Oh, her. I don't know anything about it. Um, her is it stars. It's by. It's written and directed by Spike Jones. Walking okay. Phoenix <laughs> falls in love with Scarlett Johansson as normal. Oh, but, but she's a cell phone. That's right. Well, she's the operating she's system. A cell phone. That's, that's right. A, 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 a AI. Dick in a folding phone. I no, saw no, the preview. No. She <laughs> is a, an artificial intelligence that has the ability to learn and grow. And right. Is essentially. Her own person, she just lacks a body. Nice. And, and, and like these, like these operating Parker. systems are, are, are introduced to the public and they, they start infiltrating society and so forth. It's an oddly pure form of love, the man who's in love with a woman with no body. I don't know, because she's also, I mean, he's, she's his computer, right? Yeah, but he's in love I with mean, a woman with no physical relationship involved. It's well, purely emotional. Many men have that relationship with their computer without a personality. <laughs> so. <laughs> But um, your collar getting a little tight there, Drew. Well, what, what's, what's interesting is that they explicitly state that 
only like uh, people were doing studies into people in the OS systems. They specifically state that only five percent of the people in their operating systems actually start a relationship. So it's not like the operating system is automatically going to start a relationship with you because they're their own person. They want to be in a relationship mm -hmm. with you. I like those odds. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's their My choice. <laughs> Uh, because did they ever address? And I imagine they didn't, and they didn't need to, because obviously it's not the point. But if if they're their own people, aren't some people going to get like a real asshole? <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, they never explicitly state that whether somebody got a prick or not. <laughs> I would love to have a New York taxi driver as an OS briefly. Why prick at number one though, David? That's what I, I want to know. The, the the because even though. It, you're essentially just watching Walking Phoenix talk to himself, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. I've seen. I'm the, still here. Th there's a there's a truth to the dialogue, to the characters, to the situations you find they find themselves in. Where you you I connected to a, a couple of the scenes in there where I was just like, yeah, that's. Uh, Relationships are it, hard, man. It was kind of the same way I felt when I watched 500 Days of Summer. Uh huh. Oh and, yeah. And, and there were a couple scenes in there where I'm just like, uh. <laughs> I, 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 I know I, that feel, I, bro. I, yeah, I, I felt very connected to it, and it, it's production design-wise, it's fucking gorgeous because it's it's in the near future, and they do enough small touches where it feels like it's in the near future. And the, 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 the costume design on it, like the, the way fashion could potentially go, just felt real, lived in, and it, it, there's nothing about it that seems like fake sci-fi. Like, it felt like lived-in sci-fi. Right. It, it was, all in all, I just, yeah, I thought it was, yeah, the best movie I saw this year. Oh, wow. I, I, nice. I loved it. Very nice. Maybe all we should right. all go around and... Uh, to justify we pick why we uh, went with our number one choice. Yeah, David, tell me why Iron Man was the best film of the year. Because it was badass. Well, yeah, I, I put it number two. <laughs> I know, and I don't. I cut it from my list. Why? Yeah. Well, because I didn't put. You put Superman. No, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I thought. Yeah. No, I. This is no, my list. Superman and Iron Man did not make the list. Yeah, you had Star Trek though. Yeah. You said Star Trek, which I liked better than both. Star of those. Trek was good. Yeah, yeah but I, I liked Iron Man three. It was. I have Star Trek above them. It was fun. I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I can only see so many superhero movies with, Robert with Robert Downey Jr. by himself. I think that's the problem. I'm starting to get worn out on Robert, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Huh. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I like him being out of the armor and hanging out with a kid during Christmas at first, time. At first, yeah. he was kind of an asshole and it was kind of cute, but after three movies, Four he's movies. a lot of Oh, you're <laughs> yeah, right. After the the, I, didn't, I wasn't counting the Avengers. Well, after three standalone movies, he's a lot of an asshole and it's just not cute to me anymore. <laughs> like, I didn't feel that way about when I read. When reading Iron Man, like I never felt that way about Tony Stark. I was always just like, man, what a dick bag. But no, he's a good guy, but not Robert Downey Jr. Man, I wish uh, I had that mustache. <laughs> I don't. Know, I, I the reason I put Iron Man two, um, not Iron Man two, Iron Man three at number two. Um, We're bringing it back this year. <laughs> um, was and I think I yeah when I originally set Matt my initial top ten list, he asked me why I, I put it up there. Like he, he he said it had more to do with my genre preferences, and yeah, which my, could be a possibility for me. My too. argument was, 
it's a lot harder to create a legitimate movie or a drama or something and also balance it with the fact that you at your ending climax has like hundreds of robot armors flying around in the background yeah and yet, best part of the movie well it it, it it doesn't seem ridiculous it seems lived in it's it, there's something about that world building and about making it seem real and about realistic and still managing to have that drama, to have those character moments that I, I, Tony Stark had in this movie that I, I, I thought was a, a really good balancing act. And not to mention what they did with the Mandarin and the, uh, yeah. the villain. Yeah. <laughs> Which, unfortunately, rumors are that Marvel's going to undo that. Really? Have you not heard the rumors about the... Uh... Well, I'm coming one shot. Yeah, the the next one shot on the Thor two Blu-ray DVD or whatever the fuck. No, it's called All Hail the All. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's probably going. But the thing is that um, I I read an article online. I think it was on Bleeding Cool where somebody uh, um, Trevor Slattery, who the Mandarin actually is, did King Lear. He specifically mentions the movie All Hail the King. Is I think from Shakespeare's. King Lear. So I think what that's actually meant to be is the let's go hire this guy scene. Maybe. Like them showing how he got involved. Yeah. Because I would prefer that because I mean, you know... Uh, yeah, they the, can't go back. The, ma- the Mandarin is a pretty fucking racist character. I mean, it's like a... Yeah, what they did was great. It's how a gr- they handled that, they couldn't have handled it better. But for some yeah. reason, there's this huge outpour of fans who absolutely hated it. Well, yeah, which they I can don't go suck get. a dick. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, they really can, because... Here's the like you can say this. Yes, I can. <laughs> they can suck a dick with a monocle on the Well, no, I mean, seriously, if, if anyone wants to sit here and bitch that things aren't the exact same way they were, go, don't go see movies. Just keep masturbating to it's the same a- thing over and over Sorry. and over again. Because it's called adaptation. It, it's, well, yeah, it's called yeah, adaptation. Yeah, it's. I mean, if you just want the same thing over and over, regurgitated, and it's so perfect, go watch a Chuck Norris story, and you don't even like it for what it is. You just like not having your ideas challenged, and you're masturbating. So stop. <laughs> I don't know where masturbating ties into this. Bit. Well, that's All what right. it is. That's what it is. Well, it's, it's not artistic. It's it's not productive. It's it's a kind of mental masturbation. Well, nerds like this are what makes me like shy away from being a nerd. You know, like (laughs) at what point in time in your life have you shied away from being a nerd? And was I there? Well, we we actually had a conversation about this when we were watching Watching the Hobbit. Yeah. Oh my God. There was a group of nerds in front of us who were probably in high school. And we looked down at them and... You looked down at them. Yeah, we did. down on them because we were just like... We looked at... I think you asked. He's like, sometimes you just hate other nerds. And I'm like, yeah, because sometimes they're just... They're just, they're just nerds. They're just, they're, they're not sociable. They, they argue for the sake of, they argue without actually debating logically, like Gabe. And, <laughs> and on record now. I don't care. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just one of those things where I don't, I don't actually like hanging out with a lot of other nerds normally. <laughs> That's why we only get invited over once every two or three months. Right By the way, I poisoned your beard. <laughs> this beard? No, Both. That was a nice bottle. Both. <laughs> Both. I spent months learning it just because I, I... You never know when you might need to kill somebody. Close yeah, to it you. was actually kind of funny listening to them because they were having conversations about... During the movie? Dragon Balls... Not during the movie. Beforehand. But, but like Dragon Ball Z. 
People, high, people in high school, because I'm pretty sure they're in high school. Are still I don't talking know. About Dragon Ball Z Why not? And whether Goku can beat Superman? And right. Like, this was still <laughs> this was still a logical no. conversation that they were having. It, it was. It made perfect sense to be talking about Dragon Ball Z up until the bit where Goku and Superman. Were <laughs> no, Superman best fulfills the Joseph Campbell uh, idea of the hero with a thousand faces. No, Goku does. No, which one is the better Christ uh, figure? It wasn't that kind of argument. That's how I would have with my. It would have been more entertaining if it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, they definitely mentioned that Krillin was the the like they had an argument whether Krillin was the strongest human in that universe and so forth. I think he is. I think <laughs> Probably, he is. maybe. I, think I so. don't. Know. But anyway, oh, well, I don't know. I always prefer Jien. Escalation of power. Or yeah, everybody got left so, behind. <laughs> but, but wait, but don't, pretty much all the new characters had some trace of Saiyan in them, right? Yeah. So I guess maybe. Oh. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> That's sad to think about for humanity's sake. Um, well, I'll say the way way back. I already said it just had a lot of rewatchability for me, but I think um, oh, I can never think of his name. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Oh, uh, like that was such a Which great job from him. He plays the guy who runs the oh, okay the water the, park. Yeah, yeah. or the water park, whatever. Yeah, and I think that his. He's the one who made that movie for me. Well, did you ever track down uh, Moon like I told you to? No. That's a great Sam Rockwell piece. David Bowie's son, uh, Duncan Jones, uh, directed it. Oh. I just feel like Gosh, after, I didn't know that. After David that, Bowie's son? and huh? uh, oh. what was it on? Seven Psychos. Those two movies. Bowie's real name is David Jones. Seven Psychos. Really, yeah. yeah, they've just really validated Sam Rockwell for me. Like, yeah. More than any other stuff that I've seen him in. So I think because of his acting alone, plus the story was just really good. Like you, it, it felt very genuine. I mean, it's totally believable. You, you know he's in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first movie. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's that one of the assholes. Yeah, he's, he's one of the guy that offers the cigarettes. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought live action. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that. Yeah. I guess that's all the justification I have for that. But that movie, of all those movies, I watched. I actively sought out that movie more times than any other film on my list, so I put it at number one for that reason. And hell, the first time you went to see it was a month before it came yeah, out. I got to see it early. That was cool. Hunger Games. For Matt. For me? Yeah. Wait, was that your number one? Hobbit? I don't know that The Hobbit would have been number but one. But tell me why that's number one, then, because well, I still haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, it's on all of our lists, but yours. It's because I wouldn't go see it in the theater. It's not on mine. Oh, really? I wasn't yeah. going to pay money to go see uh, that movie. Hunger Games, I mean, it was it was done really, really well. Um, it, you know, I mean, it had emotional and action punch. Uh, it was just a really, really fantastic adaptation. Um... I don't know, everything that it needed to do, it did pretty well. Um, you know, it's also the last, is that the last theatrical movie I saw? So it might be something <laughs> to do with that. Lingering. It, I might have more... American Hustle. That was the last one. You oh, saw. yeah, yeah. Well, see, American Hustle was good, but it was good in a very specific way. It didn't do everything, you know? And not that every movie has to do everything, but it, it, it did a thing, and it did that thing well. But that thing wasn't universal. It wasn't infinitely rewatchable. It was. It was just like, it was a thing. You know? See, I, don't know. I disagree. I have American Hustle as number two, and I think it's one of those movies that you'll get more out of each time you watch it. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely want to rewatch. I yeah. agree. I agree with that. But like, it doesn't give you a lot of. It's just really subtle. It's quality, but it's subtle, and it's maybe maybe it's. Too subtle? I don't know. It just doesn't have like. I don't think you can call that movie too subtle. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, okay, so how Oscar many, how many times did you watch the lobby scene in the Matrix? 
None. None in the past ten years. Well, okay, but like when you when it was a thing, right? How many times did you watch that? Still none. Yeah. I've never seen the movie. Oh, You've wow. never seen yeah. The Matrix? Yeah. Okay, well, other people, right? <laughs> other, you you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people watch their lobby scene in The Matrix over and over and over because it's just like fucking amazing, you know? All right. Question. And, Are there boobies in this scene? No. Uh, <laughs> I was just curious. Maybe that was why. Um, no. Why would there be animals in the Galapagos there? Continue talking like that. Back here? Yeah. Right here? Right here. Do you like this sound? Yeah. yeah. Do you like it, it there? Does it make me sound more mature than my face makes me look? No, but they can hear you. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, um, but, uh, but I didn't feel like American Hustle had any scene or, or series of scenes that like did that. Thing, you know, where it was just like, oh fuck, you know. I didn't have like a, oh fuck moment. Even the, even the, uh, um, the, the, what's, what's the end reveal thing called? Prestige. Even the prestige at the end. Are you talking about the actual movie, The no, Prestige, no, no, right no, now? No, 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 okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Even the prestige at the end was like, okay, they tied that up. It wasn't I like, I, I think for me it was. The amazing thing about that was Jennifer Lawrence and her character. Oh, yeah. Spot and, and on. It was great, great acting. It was and, great acting. And, and I just... She was just a weird little force of chaos of yeah. night of everything that yeah. could fuck everything up, and she kind of did to a she certain extent. And it's just... Like, uh, the, the, the scene where she's in her house and she's got the, the, the cleaning gloves on, she's singing Live and Let Die, and you're just sort of like... I mean, that was... That was great. That was a great choice. That was a great uh-huh. filmmaking. That was great casting. Well, yeah, but yeah. it was just that was. <laughs> I like, see why he likes the movie so much. You guys can't see the face that he's well, making. Well, yeah, about but <laughs> not not only that, but the fact that Amy, it's like the 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 Amy Adams side boob show, where oh, she yeah. like every portion of her breast but yeah. her nipples. <laughs> if she was a bun, if she was a bun, she show anything. But when she lifts her dress in that stall. Mm-hmm. It was a very. <laughs> if she was a Bond girl, she would have been called uh, a lot of clivage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, and I, I, I liked, I, I, I liked what they did with Bradley Cooper as uh, FBI agent, and how he was ultimately like the dick. I mean, I liked that they that he got his. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that felt great. Well, because... you know what was great too is the fact that he wasn't really like a complete dick. You know, mm-hmm. it was that he was from. He got a chance, and he just, he just, it was too exciting, and, and too much, it's the reason why poor people will never, rarely get rich. Okay. It is, it is. Because, I was worried what was going to finish that sentence, <laughs> no, man. No, it's, like, true. Oh. it's true, it's true, it's because, it's, it's one of the reasons why it's different to go up a class, or whatever, is because... If you're used to money, you know, you know how to deal with it. You can sell an expensive thing and get a huge, uh, a, you know, a huge uh, commission or whatever because it's like money's nothing to you. But if you're if you're poor, then then it means so much that you inevitably fuck it up. And, and I think that's what happened to him. And so at the same time, I was so glad to see it happen because he was a dick. Yeah. But it was also it wasn't he wasn't one of those revulsive villains, you know? Mm-hmm. He wasn't just like, oh, and I will get you! Ha 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 ha, you know? He was just a dick, and you were happy when he... he yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But he was yeah. relatable, too. and that, I guess that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was also relatable. Alright, now that we're done talking about Hunger Games... Uh, <laughs> Andy, why did you pick Wolf of Wall Street as number one? Now, I know what you, I mean, 
Beside your previous comments from earlier. Well, uh, I think it does uh, a lot of what American Hustle does, but I think it does it better. I mean, uh, <laughs> I might be biased because, you know, I saw Wolf of Wall Street before I saw American Hustle. Uh, I thought American Hustle was good, but, you know, it was like, you know, it's, uh, yeah, my reaction to that kind of reminded me of uh, my reaction to a lot of, like, you know, uh, music, like, you know, I've heard, like, you know, when I was working at the college radio station, you know, it's, I admire the craftsmanship, I enjoy it, but, you know, it uh, doesn't stay with me like, you know, other stuff does. You know, it's, mm. if I if I extended my list to top 20, yeah, American Hustle would probably be in there. But what I like about Wolf of Wall Street, uh, you know, uh, I, the cinematography was great, the direction, uh, the acting, you know, like, even the bit part that that were really great, like, uh, yeah, Kristen Milioti has a really uh, small part, but she's uh, really great. I mean, uh, you, you, know, you, you really kind of see, you know, that Jordan Belfort, you know, and, You've had hints that he, you know, he's a dickbag, but, you know, uh, the hurt and anger in her face uh, when she confronts him. Uh, well, yeah, because she opens the door and he's... Doing, uh, coke. serving uh, coke yeah, off of... Uh, <laughs> the His next wife's breasts. <laughs> Why is she upset? Because he was having too much fun? Well, they were married, and he was sleeping around. And so it, oh, very okay. I thought the coke And he was very obviously flirting with her at, uh, <laughs> at a party at their house, and... But, but I think, like, you know, uh, one thing that's uh, really interesting about the Wolf of Wall Street is, you know, it's, uh, it's set during the, you know, 80s and 90s, uh, but it really, you know, encapsulates a lot of things that, uh, in the news stories that we've seen uh, the last five years, like, you know, the, for example, during the 2009 election, the economic collapse, you know, because it's guys like this, you know, who keep doing this type of thing. Well, yeah, because it's pretty much just, you know, showing that, you know, it, it What's going on right now is bullshit, but at but the same time, it's always been bullshit. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, you know, what often happens with, uh, you know, uh, Scorsese films, you know, people mistake the fact that, you know, uh, there's uh, characters who are misogynistic or violent or assholes, you know, and, you know, assume that uh, Marty's endorsing this behavior. I mean, there's, I mean, he's too smart for that. I mean, he's a total cinephile. He's not going to, you know, uh, beat you over the head with, like, you know... Like, a you know, moral or yeah, a like lesson. A, like or a Jeff Winger type like speech, you know, saying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a film can, you know, deal with that type of uh, negative behavior, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily endorse it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really, what I, what I, like, I, I read, you know, a couple of uh, articles uh, kind of analyzing it. Uh, one thing, it's, it's really like an indictment of, like, this toxic type of masculinity where, you know, like, I mean, the, there are women who work uh, for uh, Stratton Oakmont, but the majority, it's men abusing uh, power, you know, and that could be, you know, abusing, you know, clients, you know, abusing women. It's it's, it's, a, it's an indictment of this type of toxic masculinity where, you know, uh, look out for number one and fuck everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just look at Scorsese's other movies like The Departed or Goodfellas or The Casino. A- or, yeah, and Aviator. They're all horrible people. Taxi but, Driver. But they're good movies, and you kind of... You can feel bad for bad, or feel bad for bad characters, and still enjoy the movie. I didn't have like too it's much. A, it's a common thread throughout all of Scorsese's movies, almost. I didn't feel too much sympathy for uh, J- Jordan Belfort, but I would agree. Like sometimes, uh, uh, but he, but he, he's not like a one-dimensional character. Like he, there's nuance to him because there, there are moments like late in the movie where he talks about how he, uh, this woman, uh, broke, uh, single mother. Uh, uh, she wanted uh, five thousand dollars up front so she could uh, pay her uh, son's tuition for school, and, like an uh, eight-year-old, like yeah. you know, a decent private school. Gave her twenty-five thousand dollars. So you know, it's you know, it's uh, and I, I think that makes uh, villainous characters more interesting because you can see, see you know, uh, therefore you know, some factor in my life, I could I could easily be this person. You know, it's hmm. 
I mean, like, you know, the, the couple things different, you know, I, I mean, it, it's much easier to, you know, hate a villain, hate a villain but, like, you know, this one-dimensional uh, stock character, uh, like, like kind of what you're talking about with uh, uh, Bradley Cooper in American Hustle, but, you know, because he has, you know, layers and nuance, you know, it's... Well, you know, the thing is, it isn't easier to hate a villain like that. It's easier to create a villain like yeah. that. And, and, you know, whether you hate the villain is actually not... It's completely irrelevant. Mm -hmm. what, what's relevant, yeah, I mean, is, is whether it's a compelling character or not. Mm -hmm. And when it's when it's one-dimensional, it's it's bad story. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I do think, like, you know, people think that... It, I, I think this is going to be a problem with this film. Uh, it's something to do with anybody in the film... Uh, well, the director or the writer, it's a, it's a Wall Street problem, like a Gordon Gecko type problem, where uh, I've already seen reports that, you know, bros are like, yeah, this guy's awesome, like bros who work on Wall Street. Well, yeah, they're <laughs> fucking idiots. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, and and, and they're the, the people that go in there and try and they live like him. the same kind of behavior yeah. that they're condemning in the film. Mm -hmm. And people talk about the excess of the film, and I think that's kind of the point, like, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of, ultimately, you know, you kind of realize, you know, this shit, it's hollow, and, you know, uh, I mean, Belfer basically loses all the stuff that really would matter to somebody. Like his, his wife divorces him. Uh, mm -hmm. But does he still have the coke? No, he's <laughs> no, he's so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's a Popeye scene in there. Oh, nice. There's a straight up Popeye's on the TV. He ha he, he finishes cocaine. Yeah, he he's uh, uh, um, overdosed on some other quaaludes. Quaaludes, Ooh. and he has to save uh, uh, Jonah Hill from choking. And he grabs a vial of coke, and it just goes like this. And he's like, da 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 da. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it, it probably had some of the best acting Leo DiCaprio has ever done because there's a scene where yeah, when he's overdosed on the quaaludes. He is just sort of dragging himself on the ground. Trying to get his car. He, he can't talk. And he uh, there's a great, great moment where he's looking down like a set of short stairs. And he's like, how the fuck am I going to get down this? <laughs> and when he opens up his Ferrari door, it opens upwards like this. His foot gets stuck and it drags him up. <laughs> it is fantastic. It's like one single take. It is easily the best moment of the movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like a Buster Keaton, uh, you know, a Charlie Chaplin type of physical comedy. See, that's tough to top. I would have said that his best acting moment was in Django, where he oh. smashes that glass on the table. Just because, yeah. like, after after watching the movie, learning that he actually shattered that glass and cut his hand open. Like, oh, how did yeah. you maintain your composure <laughs> to finish that scene? And then, like, how did the other actors around you not freak out when you're smearing blood all over their faces? That was. There's also. Wow, see this movie now. Uh, there's also this great yeah. moment like uh, let's turn it off from it though. Is the runtime is three hours. It doesn't feel you like yeah. You know, it, the editing and the pace is so manic. You don't. You don't. Because like, three hours sprint. Coming. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's it's all drugs. It's all women. It's all. It, I it's, wouldn't feel anything in three just, hours of nonstop. <laughs> <drugs> <laughs> it, it feels like a long movie, but like you know, like a maybe like a maybe slightly over two hours is really what it kind of feels like. If that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I I didn't really know. I saw it twice, time. and I, I I saw it in a marathon with her and uh, Wolf of Wall Street. So I watched her first, and I went and watched this, oh, right. and I still didn't feel the, the time. Like I, it was, yeah. One of my favorite parts in the movie, and then we can move on to everybody else's uh, top uh, uh, films. Uh, there's a scene on uh, Belfort's uh, yacht uh, where it's DiCaprio and. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Chandler, like, kind of fencing each other, you know, they're, you know, like, uh, they're shooting the bull, like, you know, making jokes, and, you know. Yeah, how can I bribe him without bribing him, exactly? And, uh, <laughs> Scorsese loves to do those scenes, like, I mean, there's plenty of those type of scenes, like, in The Departed, for example. 
Yeah, the the, the writer for this, uh, Terrence Wr- Whoa. Winter, he, he uh, adapted the screenplay from Belmont's book. He used to write for The Sopranos, so the, the, the quality of the script kind of makes sense. I think he also did uh, uh, Border of Empire a little bit. Okay, too, oh yeah, he does. Yeah. And it's funny that he did The Sopranos because uh, Kristen Milioti, uh, she was uh, she played Johnny Sack's daughter in a couple episodes, and he was oh. a character on The Sopranos. Huh. All right, I got a question. What's How that? many of us saw Don John? I, I, I did. I did. So oh, why didn't David and David? Why didn't you guys put it on the list? And uh, it's in my honorable mentions, but yeah, it just uh, like everything else. I, I mean, that was the whole. I've the seen whole fewer movies than them. That was, <laughs> that was the whole package. Was uh, his creation, right? He directed. Yeah, yeah. he wrote, directed. Everything. Yeah. Okay. I, I, it just kind of came down to. to I, I thought this year in movies was really good. Yeah, it's uh, I heavy. Yeah, I didn't I, really, there's a lot more I still want to see. I want to see her. I want to see Wolf of Wall Street. I want to see fucking Twelve Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. Like, so, there's just so much I want to yeah, see. Yeah, it's a it's a wealth of riches, and I just felt like everything else. Um, <laughs> Did you just say it's a wealth, wealth of, riches. of riches? Completely sincerely in the middle of conversation. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, did. It was a good year in movies. I pop up the floor. With <laughs> it was a wealth of riches, in fact. <laughs> like David, I plan on going to the <laughs> marathon with you, the Oscar. Thing. Oh, there I you want to do that. I might be down for that. Yeah, that's it. well, as long as you don't snore, I'll, I'll fucking hit you. <laughs> <laughs> there was one, when I did that last year. There was one of the movies, somebody just started to snore a little bit. He uh, stopped eventually. But yeah, it was just one of the things. I'm like, motherfucker. What movie? <laughs> it was the first one. No, it was one of the. <laughs> Wasn't that? I, one French film or whatever. The artist? No, that was one of the first ones. No, they they did that it. one first just because they, they were probably like, the, the people are going to sleep through this one. I yeah. hated that one. Oh, the oh, depressing uh, put, uh, put Grandpa to Sleep film? Fuck that movie. What's wrong with the movie titled Love where you put your grandpa to sleep? It's, it's, all, about, the movie. it's all about the, watching this guy, and they're like in their 80s or whatever, and his wife is slowly dying, all right. and it eventually gets to the point where he basically murders her in her sleep. We're going to have to pause He's, this conversation real quick. This is going to be the part of the podcast where I condemn America for all their wrong ideas. we got to stop... Old people <laughs> out of our sight. But your grandparents are important. No, when people not. die, they want to have their loved ones around them. Like that, when you die, there's nothing more fulfilling in that last moment of your life than being surrounded by the people that love you and that you love. Okay. Now, so you spent how many hours in the theater watching that first film? Two. Or okay. So like... say say it was your grandmother with two hours of time watching her pass be too much to ask. Clearly, my uncle lasted all day when my grandma had that stroke. Yeah, and your family was there, except well, except you. Well, no, and Amber. Okay, okay. Not when she had the stroke. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about the other day. Did did I tell you guys this? My grandma had like a stroke like two months ago. But your your mom and your sisters didn't know. To be fair, nobody knew. My uncle knew. My uncle knew when it happened. He didn't do anything until (laughs) one in the afternoon. He didn't tell anybody for hours. He even called the hospital. That's the thing. Is like when people. (laughs) It's important to be there for your loved ones. In that time of their life, because death is a part of life, uh-huh. and I think that's what—that's all they're trying to say. I didn't well, see the movie. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure that's not <laughs> what oh, 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 oh. You're talking about real life. I'm talking about sitting in a theater and just watching this depressing fuck thing. That was two hours of your real life, though. That yeah, you that I watching. didn't want to spend watching somebody get to the point where they're going to murder their wife. Thank you for proving that America has problems. No, no, how does that make me have problems? It's hard. It was a French film, David. 
And was it French? Yeah, it was subtitled in French and the it was French boring always get it right, see? Fuck! The French always get it right. Fuck that movie. I was just concerned. I hope that when I die that my children don't think like you. Completely like, different situation. Completely different situation. This is called trolling. It's an argument that doesn't make sense. This is called trolling and we're done now. Chance, I'm just sending you to Belize when we die. Let's talk about more some more. Um... Let's see, what else? Oh, okay, anybody else see 12 Years of Slave? I, I did. Jesus fucking Christ, that was... That was a hard movie to watch sometimes. I love the scene where, like, the the, the way it was shot and framed when, uh, um... When he's being, uh... uh Michael Fassbender makes, um... Uh, um... How do you pronounce his name? Oh, uh... I... 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 Tell two, four? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just go with that. Okay. Yeah, the bad guy from Serenity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The operative Serenity. Um, yeah, but you're the bad guy in Serenity. But yeah, oh, when, yeah, yeah. When uh, Michael Fassbender was making him yeah, with yeah, the yeah. other person, the other slave, Pat, Patty, I think, or Patsy, or I think. Uh, I forget who it was exactly, but it, the way it was shot, it was all one single shot, and at first it was just showing him whipping her off screen. And then it starts to sort of twirl around the scene, and it gets, and you see more and more what's happening. Or that scene, so it just focuses straight on her back, and the sort of, at that point, it sort of switches back between her, the look on his face and her back, and what he's being forced to do. And you're just, it, it, good filmmaking. That's and, what it was. And, and that just, scene, uh, like, uh, when Paul Dano's when he's strung up. Uh, oh, yeah. When, that long, awkward pause where he's hung up, he's barely on his tiptoes, and he's trying to keep on breathing. And, it, it was, and it's just like, you know, the other slaves are going about their business. It's, yeah, they don't... It's, it's, it's brutal. Uh, now, uh, did you know that uh, the, the black guy, I don't know his name. All right, I'm I can't pronounce his name, name. now. Well, I can't pronounce it. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see it in my French? head. Is that why you have yeah. a hard time uh, No, 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 um, his parents are Nigerian. Um, <laughs> so he is I, French, I, then. James Ford? Ford? You mean, like, previously oppressed by the French? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can say it after I hear it, but then I forget it immediately. Um, but uh, he actually protested the French release of the film. Yeah, you ah, told me that. Because, really? Yeah, because the post, like, the main French poster... Have Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah, it happened in Italy too. Because Brad Pitt—he's a producer, but he also plays a small part of the Canadian who actually lets his family and other people know that he's down in the south. But yeah. it's only like five minutes. But for posters over there, and this wasn't approved by the production company or anything like that. It shows the guy running like it normally does on the, the American posters, but it's small and at the bottom, and it looks like Brad Pitt. Like, he takes up the majority of the poster. And he's just smiling, and it looks like he's a, an angel or something. And you're just sort of like, wow. White supremacy, y'all. Wow. His that's... name is pronounced Chu Etel Ageo 4. Ageo 4. Chu Etel Ageo 4. Uh huh. Okay. And he is from the UK. Yeah. That makes me more curious. Well, yeah, because he was also in Love Actually. Yeah. He married Keira Knightley. <laughs> That's the other film he was in, Love Actually. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought 12 Years a Slave was just, it was, I don't know, had me crying a bit at the end. When he, like, there were moments where I was, uh, I was weeping because it was, it was... And Michael Fassbender just did a great job, too. Like, he was fucking crazy. <laughs> 
See, now, Chance, you had Star Trek on your list, which surprised me that why? it made your list. I don't know why did it make your list. Because of of the summer blockbusters, that one took the cake. That that movie impressed me in terms of the the action. I, I guess the like the only the only weak part of that film was this, like the way the story ended, like the progression of it towards the climax, and then like sort of a second climax, and then. You, you know, I'll say one thing, because I, the first time I went through this, I kind of had a lot of the blockbusters in a group, and I was trying to, you know, go sort through them. Of all of the blockbusters, Star Trek, actually, probably of all of the movies, well, near the top at least, Star Trek Two is the one that I'd probably want to see twice, you know. It, it, it had a, the combination of the world building, the, uh, um, the, what's the word where there's a group of people in a cast? Uh, ensemble. ensemble. Uh, the ensemble. Um, you know the the relationships and the relationship building. Um, the the you know fairly clever way that the plot progressed. Um, and, and it also did did one of those compression things too, where you would think you you have an idea of the way you think the plot's going to go, but then it doesn't go that way, and so it kind of tricks you from going from like. Oh yeah, this is a long beginning. To are we in the ending now? Um, so I don't know. For for me, I mean, in terms of rewatchability and and uh, just a lot of the quality things that they did, it, it was definitely something that you can rewatch and really enjoy. The reason I didn't put it on there is that in retrospect, a lot of it seems. I don't want to use the word rope. Like, I, I... I... I really didn't like the ending in the sense that a part of me felt as if we didn't actually go anywhere. At least the characters didn't really do anything or grow in any manner. See, that's it, that's what I was getting to where there's like two climaxes to the film. Like, the actual climax and then the very end where they're chasing Khan mm-hmm. and they finally, and when they finally catch him, it's just like, did... Did he have to get away the second time, and did you have to like go through all the little like the minute bullshit of him crashing the ship and then chasing him down the street? Like that, <laughs> that was where that was where like that part was slightly unnecessary for me. But uh, I was just thinking of you know it, it and I, Abrams did this on purpose because it's shot almost the same way, but it, it kind of bugged me a little bit. Like Kirk walks onto the bridge, everybody's there again, and they're off to go do more things, and a part of me was just sort of like. You really couldn't have thought of a different way to end this? Like, mm, I, I can I, see that. Yeah, because yeah. it seems as if we're in the same exact spot we, we were, were at the end of the last movie. movie. And I, I can just, see that. But you know, like you, well, okay, but, I'm going to say two things. One is, as you mentioned, I, yeah, it probably was on purpose just to kind of set that, because of course it's a serial. Star Trek is a serial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, yeah, I grudgingly have to admit that that is weak sauce because the best things aren't cereals. <laughs> but then at the same time, I was reading an interview Don't with him. Who was, he's not adapting the Star Trek movies, he's adapting the Star Trek television show, which did read set at the end of each episode almost. Like, he wasn't, he was going for more of a feel of a TV show than the Star Trek movies, which maybe that's why. Possibly. Well, no, because the way they're specifically going out on the five-year mission at the end of yeah. the yeah. movie—that's the TV show. Yeah. This, 
Like a prelude. Yeah, this. Uh, it just felt like uh, uh, you know, you know, like the climax of uh, Wrath of the Khan uh, jammed up against uh, the undiscovered country. <laughs> I mean, not not entirely, but like the the Klingon uh, plot was possible over the Klingons. That was an undiscovered country, right? Yeah. I mean, because I I didn't mind the idea of having Khan, but I just felt like you know. Uh, I know you feel like it's too much of a rehash, but there's only one scene that's the same from Wrath of Khan. Only one damn scene. And they switch it. And they switch it, which means entirely different for the characters. I mean, and I like that. I I, I like the switch, but I mean, the the whole, you know, him Spock screaming Khan, it seemed like, you know, like too much of a, you know, wink to the fans. uh, (laughs) Oh, and then the tribbles and everything. The mention of mud. The movie's filled... With fan bait. Well, I, I just think that went too far, though. Like, uh, and I think another reason I didn't put it on the list was I didn't feel as if... I don't know. I saw anything new. Yeah. Like, I saw something that really captured my imagination, like mm. the first one did. Yeah. Maybe that's why I liked it so much, is because I've never in my life watched an entire episode of Star Trek. So, like, watching the Star Trek... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's the first one. Okay, okay. He's only watched the Abrams. exposure to the the universe, so maybe that's why it caught me so much, as opposed to you guys, because you have some sort of background in golf. I mean, it's on my list. But I thoroughly enjoy it. I I even enjoy it. It's one movie I can watch any time, like the first one. Like, I really enjoy it, but... So let's talk about Pacific Rim, because yes, I think let's. that uniformly... I don't think anyone had that as number one, but no, I think it got some uniform... It's all in the middle, yeah, pretty much, isn't it? Well, not yeah, just the middle, much. but mostly the upper middle. Right? Well, mine's yeah. five. Pretty much anything yeah. on my list after number mine's one five. is kind of arbitrary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, if it's in the top ten, I really liked it. Yeah, Pacific Rim... I don't know. I want to say it had the moment of the year for me. What was that? Sword. That should have been pulled out at yeah, the very beginning of the movie. The only reason Pacific Rim probably didn't make number one is because, is because the longer it's been since I've seen it, I can't discount how awesome that movie is, but the longer it's been, it's so easy to deconstruct. Yeah, it kind of is. A little bit. That, the, that, the first fight with the kaiju, that sword should have been pulled out, and he should have been using that yeah, entire it's goddamn so, time. It's so, it's so stupid, too, because... It's not even when they finally do pull it out, they're like, we got nothing left. Well, we just have this, uh, what is this? Oh, yeah, well, we could probably use this to take them out like they're, uh, you know, like we got a chopmatic and they're a carrot or something. I'm going to use a goddamn boat to hit him before I use my sword. Yeah, exactly. Like, who the fuck? I can can ignore all of that because I remember how I felt. I remember when they said sword and that popped up on the screen. It popped out of the arm and I was just like... Yes! Yes, but I'm also sure the Transformers knew it first. Well, what, what, what the Transformers is a better movie. When I was watching that film, like, uh, like the first time, even the second time, you know, I was punching the air like, well, the, the roll. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's an incredibly oh, it's fun movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, when, when uh, that fucking kaiju popped its wings, I yelled, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It's a great movie. Clearly it's on all of our lists. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was so much fun. It was just so much. Well, you know, it wasn't just fun because it, it's the it, world building. Like it gives hints of like you know stuff going around that yeah, periphery. Like yeah, it, it without being. In any, I mean, it was a purely rock and sock and big lizards and robots movie. And yet, yeah, it gave you all these little hints and managed to be an entire political commentary and satire without even devoting hardly any of its movie time to that yeah. goal. Yeah. Um, now I have a couple horror movies on my list. 
this. I have the Evil Dead slash The Conjuring. We forget. Yeah. Uh, I, I like <laughs> But I wrote a line. I watched <laughs> Yeah, those, those actually are not on his list. I, I watched the original Evil Dead this year. Yeah. I mean, as we always do. Yeah. Um, but the, what I liked about The Conjuring, it didn't go for the cheap scares. It actually, it actually built up each moment, you know, it built up the suspense instead of going for the cheap shocks like most horror movies do. Most horror movies are based on jumps. I mean, you go to paranormal activity, they're just for those <laughs> moments, you know. But That's why The Purge didn't make any of our lists, because it was just really crappy. I did also didn't see it. <laughs> well, I, I, saw, I, saw, I saw the movie, so. I don't think it's bad, but they do a lot of stupid shit in that movie. They're just like, what the fuck? Why is the kid off by himself? What the fuck are you doing? That doesn't make any sense. But with The Conjuring, I, I like how it didn't go for that cheap thrill, you know? It just, the entire movie is just building suspense. And you, you think stuff's going to happen, and it just doesn't happen. But we know what... <laughs> we know what... Do you feel like you have some blue balls, though? Yeah. No! <laughs> I, I, I definitely feel like it... I, I feel like it paid off. Like, okay. I, I had never seen a war movie quite like it. So wait, so it, it keeps building it up, and then what? They figure out that they are just being like scared. No, no. Well, I mean, there's a. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> I. You I mean, there's actually a demon getting stuck. But I mean, <laughs> be the middle and <laughs> <of> the beginning. <laughs> I mean, you think okay, something's gonna jump out and it doesn't happen. You know, like something's gonna pop up behind them and it's not there. Right. So like it. it, it it creates so tension by delaying. It's like yeah. uh, it, it preys on what we expect to happen. Yes, and then and, and, and then it just builds. It, so it, does it eventually happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all shit breaks loose. But uh, you see that like in the like there's this really uh, this Warner Brothers cartoon I really like. Uh, you remember like the mom bear, father bear, papa uh, baby bear? I don't remember. Well, well, I'm not sure how we got here. So uh, <laughs> like uh, they're Looney Tunes characters, and there's this great one where. Uh, like uh, like the the junior's like an oversized, oversized you know big bear. Oh, I remember what you're talking about. He's like a like he uh, jumps on like a like a trampoline or not trampoline but like a seesaw type thing. The dad bear gets launched into space and the mom bear and pa, son bear you know walk away and there's like this five minute pause and then the cat at night and then and he finally lands on the ground and it, it makes it funnier because you know you expect him to come down immediately but you know it, and they, they, they drag it out. Yeah, and then uh, I have the Evil Dead as well because it kind of does the exact opposite. The Evil Dead is full of what the fuck moments. <laughs> like it, it doesn't necessarily go for the cheap scares either, but it, it's just the if you've seen the original one, things just progressively get more fucked up. And I think it did. I I actually like the remake of Evil Dead better than the original. Uh, well, I mean, the one it's produced better. I mean, it's a better I can believe that. And the fact that, I mean, it's so, is in universe, so it's not quite a remake. But uh, it was just, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it, but, you know, it did a lot of money. It, it was, like, uh, surprisingly good for, you know, what it was affecting. It was, yeah. I mean, I went in with zero expectations, which is maybe why I really enjoyed it like I did. And... Yeah. So if you guys have any honorable mentions, what would you what would you say? Have we talked about all of our we have to actually make the list? 
Oh, we already have an hour, so. Uh, I want to talk about Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask about that because it's on two lists. It's on your game match list. Am I? No, no, oh, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's not technically on my list, but I'm sure it would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. It's, what, it's like, ignoring Pixar, it's one of the best Disney movies they've put out. Oh, for sure. I you know, or, at least, or at least, okay, let's qualify this because Wreck It Ralph is really good. It's the best classic Disney movie in the sense yes. that there's good Disney princess. Yeah, yeah, it, it's stuff full of music, man, and it's I I I fucking loved every bit of it, and I love like I I've seen it twice now, and there's just a lot of good writing in the songs because there's a lot of foreshadowing in there when you watch it again and you're like oh like like the uh, second the song when they're um, sing it to me. I want to <laughs> Um, <laughs> when they're opening up the palace, no, 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 Kristen Bell and uh, the Asshole Prince. Uh-huh. Um, is that his name? Oh, that was great. The Asshole Prince. He's his name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been talking about I Found a Good Place to Live. Mm-hmm. The way the song is written is just fantastic. I read, like, an article about, like, kind of looking at the song, kind of, like, you know, some, the, 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 the author concluded that, you know, so, you know something, uh, you know, cliched and on the nose, like, uh, mm-hmm. When Kristen Bell is singing, like, when we're opening up the palace, and it's it's because it's subverting those things, you know, because it subverts the whole, you know, uh, love at first sight thing. Yeah. And uh, one thing I didn't realize, there's Arrested Development references in it. The sandwich? Yeah. Why are we Arrested Development? Because the song writers like Arrested Development. Oh, I don't know. Oh, and the character played by Alan Puddock does the chicken, he dances like Lindsay did. Well, yeah, the, uh, the, the, well, it's a husband and wife, uh, who, who did the songwriting? But the husband, he did Avenue Q, and he also co-wrote the book, uh, wrote the Book of Mormon. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> that this is this is like a couple that wrote Frozen. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm not seeing this movie. No, I really kind of want to. No, it's really funny. Like it's uh, like a Olaf the Snowman is just fucking great. I mean. It, it, they really yeah, yeah. It's in the well, because it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the design is like uh, based on like uh, Scandinavian culture, like Norwegian people live in Lapland. But, uh, he has a great song where he, he doesn't he's not aware of what happens to snow in summer. So there's a a, a, a number about how or what he wants to do while he's out in the summer and so forth. And they there's a great bit where. It's set up to rhyme so that you think he's about to say puddle, and then he stops, looks at a puddle, real, well, you know what happens to snow during the summer, and he sort of it, it goes off and sings something else entirely. Oh, it's just, it, it's a wonderful yeah. moment. That is, that's kind of similar to what he was talking about with, like, you know, having a plot for a film where you, like, in your mind, you have a conception of what the plot's going to be, and then they just... Throw you a curveball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one thing that I really like about it is like uh, how it's like it's it's kind of like the most feminist movie Disney's ever put. Like, because the plot is you know it's uh, it's about the two sisters really their relationship and uh, I love uh, the act you know it's a it, it's act of self act of self love uh, near the end that uh, fixes everything. Yeah, because I mean they, they they set it up so you think that uh, the so that would be. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't want to be a Yeah. Alright, yeah, I'll stop. It's just, yeah, I loved it. When Matt says he wants to leave, everybody stops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm zoning out completely. I was zoning out. But no, it's really cool because it really subverts stuff. Like, I mean, like, uh, a lot of stuff, like, with, you know, the typical Disney prints and stuff like that. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a great movie. Uh. Yeah, it's incredibly well done. 
And uh, then actually, like, uh, I think this will definitely uh, provide po uh, fodder for, like, you know, uh, pop culture type academics. So, like, uh, just uh, the Elsa character alone, like, you know, because, uh, like, you know, her whole powers thing can be read as, like, you know, uh, like, example, like, queer sexuality or, like, uh, one of my friends who's uh, on the autism spectrum, like, uh, they almost felt like, you know, what it's like to be autistic because, you know, she didn't really know how to act because uh, of, you know, her power. So, you know, it's a really cool film, and uh, I was... I figured it was going to be good, but it was, it was, blew my expectations, um... Mm -hmm. Yeah, Adina Menzel does, is great as always. Let it go? Jesus, oh, fuck, she blew that away. Yeah. Don't ruin the songs for me now. <laughs> this is my favorite part of every movie. <laughs> Alright, let's see, what else? I think this is the end popped up on a lot of our... Yeah. 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 It, 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 it was a great ensemble comedy. The world that also popped up on multiple lists. On your two lists, and I think we all said we were disappointed. You were disappointed by the world's end? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by that. Well, I think. What we did is that we watched Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, and then we went to the theater to watch the world end. And then we're like. This isn't as good as Hot Fuzz. <laughs> hot Fuzz is fucking perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you look at it through that scope, I can see where you might be disappointed. But I, I, as a movie, as a movie that contains movie. the same actors but not the same characters, and then is just strictly about drinking, and then all oh, surprise, there's some alien invaders. It's I love Hot Fuzz. I watched it like four times since I bought it. I, it was hard. Yeah. It, it's grown on me. Okay, the first time I watched it, I was. Like, okay, because I had to watch Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. That's all I Not right together. Yeah. Not right together. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, within the state of the week, I watched them. All the things that I, my favorite things about The World's End didn't have to do with aliens. Yeah, and so, so that's a surprise at the end. That's a, it's like a surprise when someone you hate comes to your party. <laughs> and it was It's like, wow, this is some really trite bullshit about aliens, and whatever. Yeah, because, I, I, I mean, I, I, I listened to an interview with Edgar Wright, and he specifically said that the idea of the movie came from the fact that he went back to his hometown, and it had gotten to a point where he felt out of place, he felt like nobody really remembered who he was, and it was as if, you know, the town was taken over by aliens. That's where the idea came from. And a part of me sort of respects that, but I don't think... The the ending, the way is odd. Mm. It, it, it kind of felt like that to me. It doesn't. It didn't feel like it. Has like, like it. <laughs> it doesn't feel as if it has anything else to do with the movie to a certain degree. Look, you mean like after after they leave the world is well, not just that, but just the choice they make at the world end at the actual bar. Oh, okay. Like just the I don't know. It's, from that point on, it kind of just felt like an entirely different movie. I like Dr. <laughs> you, you know, I agree, and I don't watch it. <laughs> Maybe that's why there's number three on my list. Yeah. I mean, like, that could be. It could just be different. Well, of, uh, does the Christmas special count as a movie? We didn't We didn't discuss yeah, about the Christmas special as well. Uh, we could do a whole episode discussing the Christmas special. But, uh, David, I actually liked it better the second time. Did you watch it with the commercials? Well, yeah, I did. Oh, let's wait. Yeah, let's wait. Let's yeah. Wait. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah, so we sort of went this It'll be better if we can. Yeah. <laughs> I was just kind of with you first time. Yeah. <laughs> That's also <laughs> real funny. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, so yeah, this is the end. Was... Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Surprising. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely the best comedy of the year. Yeah, it, yeah definitely. Yeah, I, I, the ending. The ending alone. And, and I, I would love the fact <laughs> that... It's foreshadowed at the very beginning of the movie as well. Is it foreshadowed? Yeah. I haven't actually watched it. Oh, yeah, I'm watching it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Yes, because when uh, Seth Rogen and... Uh, when they're getting stoned, they're listening to Backstreet Boys playing video games and smoking weed. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I still like it because it, it, I don't know, I felt it dealt with the fact that Jay always seemed to come off like a, you know, like he was better than everybody. He yeah. Snob. Pretentious. Yeah, and then his, his version of heaven is Backstreet Boys coming out and doing a song and dance number and it just yeah. sort of, I don't know, it's him sort of, I don't know, letting go and not being pretentious and it just, they, they did something really funny and still tied it back to the character. Yeah. It felt like yeah. that's what the entire movie did. They, they did lots of fucking funny shit but they always tied it back to character and the actual story. And that's always sort of impressive. It's not like, I don't know, Airplane, where it's just like random. Well, it was impressive, too, because a lot of times you get a bunch of comedians together, and you just kind of like, let's just do funny shit. It turns out like Zack and Yuri, and it's not that good. And... But the reason this one was better is because James Franco won Stoner of the Year from High Times Magazine this year. So, speaking of comedy of the year, James Franco has multiple of the year awards. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, but I think that part of it is One that I think, they the were, I think they were very self-aware while they were doing it. Yeah, like um, the little so bit where they make the next Pineapple Express or whatever. Like, that's yeah, like, that's yeah. Okay, yeah, look it up with some dumb pot. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, like the decision to include, uh, from, uh, what the fuck's there? Emma Watson. Emma Watson in there. Her name. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, the, the decision to throw that in, you know, it kept it, it kept it, it off balance enough to be perfect, you know? You, you know, I really, I really wish you would have came back when uh, Game of Bride comes back. Oh, yeah. 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 Channing Tatum. <laughs> oh, wish, God, I yeah. kind of wish you would have been part of his group, but as, like, Leia, like Slave Leia. Game of Bride is Oh, yeah. But we got to let okay, she just breaks in. I think like, that would have been... You know why I think that that, that part worked, though, is because Bonnie Watkins had a male audience and no one was actually getting off on Channing Tatum in that position. Yeah, we were all getting off, no, we were getting off on Channing Tatum in that position, but it was because we hate his guts for being better looking than us and being in Hollywood films and getting all the women. So then we were like, yeah, that's right, you're the bitch now. That's all. I, oh, maybe that's I saw it just more as just comedic. And yeah. Whereas, if they put Emma Watson and, you know, all that, it would have been... I don't know, I don't know she would have been in that somehow. Because I don't feel like... She's at the beginning, middle, and then... Right, and yeah, if they could have brought her back. I'd agree with that. I wouldn't have brought her back in that way. Yeah. Um, I was kind of expecting her to be the leader of the... Yeah, if anything, I would yeah. say more like that. She was in, like, Tina Turner in the Road Warrior series. Yeah. That, that would have been... Interesting. Switch the position of Dan McBride for Emma Watson, and then have yeah. Dan McBride be her bitch. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? I wish I was um, so Kenny Powers. 
I think we're going to... Well, I had gravity. I was on... You had gravity by yourself, and he had Rush, and no one else could crush me. I had seen Rush. I really wanted to see Rush. Okay, uh, how about this? How about this? Let's organize this. Let's talk about... I think the only other film we all really agreed on was Man of Steel. Okay. Except for Drew over here, who hated that fucking movie. So, let's talk about that really quick. Um... It's what I wanted from a Superman movie? Yeah, uh, I I mean, the the only critique I would have, I really have for it, is at the end. Once he, after he killed Zod and walks out of the building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it should have showed him helping people afterwards. Showing him starting to help rebuild the building. No, you know, actually, I think they might show, like, news clips of him helping people after that. Yeah, but you, you need to have that at the end of this movie. I just think that, like, uh, the, my biggest issue is the killing of uh, Zod, just because, you know, I'm kind of conflicted with the whole thing, you know, oh, like, the whole him as a messiah thing, uh, like, you know, you're showing the better way, and, uh, I think... You, that is the better way, though. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and, letting yeah, so what? Superman fucking kills a lot. Let, let me finish, uh... <laughs> Like, uh, I think, you know, Gilman brought this up, like, you know, that maybe, like, uh, if, if we've been shown at any time that, you know, Superman gave a shit about, you know, human lives, oh, uh, you know, we'll not go with a bunch of fucking buildings, but, you know, these four fuckers in particular, you know, that's the fucking Because he was well, there and could see them and he had no Oh, well, yeah, I mean, there is a scene earlier, like, in Smallville, when he sees the guy falling out of the helicopter, he catches him. Like, I mean, he... He's brand new at what he's doing. He has no idea what the fuck he's doing. He has a trained warrior trying to murder him. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I do think, like, you know, like, because uh, some people, you know, oh, bring him, oh, well, you know, fucking New York gets blown to shit in the Avengers, but, you know, there's also... Not quite as bad as Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and Cap specifically goes out yeah. and, like, orders the cops to set up a barrier, to set up, like, you know, they cut back on... Civilian uh, casualties. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, and I agree to the degree that I, I do wish that at the end he would have been shown helping people. But I believe when I was watching it, I didn't really believe there was a, a spot where he could have done anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't given he's, a... he's normally at, he's at the other side of the world trying to stop the other machine to stop it destroying the entire world. Mm-hmm. I mean. I don't mind the the, 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 the destruction because hopefully you yeah. would have already started fucking evacuating. Well, that well, even if it's just that, what else are you going to do? That's that, what that happens what? when you get two supermen fighting in a city. That's what happens. <laughs> I mean, just think of how many people that Zod could have killed if he had stopped to go help these three people trapped underneath the rubble. I, yeah, it, there's... The reason, the reason helping people in the middle of a fight works with Spider-Man is because Spider-Man deals with Spider-Man's size. The villains. Superman couldn't do that. Yeah, Superman builds with Superman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you if you want to show him stopping to go deflect a nuclear weapon, sure. But anything short of that, it's not worth his time. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it's. Uh, See, my one problem with Man of Steel is Jonathan Kent. Oh, that was another issue. I, I, I can't yeah, that. That's kind of silly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like Jonathan Kent in the movie at all. I, that's my one complaint. Maybe they should have swapped Kevin Costner and Russell Crowe. No. Russell Crowe is fantastic. Yeah, yeah I, 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 well. I agree, and I wish that his character would have not died and had to be a computer program in the second half of the movie. So because <laughs> but he's awesome as a computer program. Yeah. The way he leads Lois to that ship is Yeah, yeah that, was, that was cool, but I don't know. I feel like 
his character, like, he did such a great job in that film, and I, I guess he probably, in a different character, in a different role, he might not have done as good of a job, like, the character would have fit as well. Mm-hmm. But I think because he did such a great job. Hell, he was his own prequel. Yeah, actually, I remember thinking, it's funny that you said that, because I remember saying, they did such a great job on uh, Krypton. Krypton that I thought, like, I want this as a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to remember. I don't like, I think the reason I put Man of Steel is that over some of the other movies that I felt like as if I was watching something different, and I feel as if it captured my imagination yeah. more than Star Trek did. Yeah. I can see that. It, it just... Hell, my mom watched Man of Steel and was in tears. She loved the Man of Steel completely. Maybe I just don't identify with that altruistic superhero man who's yeah. trying to save the entire planet, and that's why I don't get it as much. Because when I see Superman, I'm just like... Well, I like that he... Don't be so pompous. And don't well, so well, crease in your hair. I don't... <laughs> I, <laughs> he's, not, he's not exactly trying to do that. I mean, he doesn't actually go out and try and save the world until he's kind of forced to. Yeah. Because his dad tells him, you wait. Like, you don't, like, you don't show people this. Like, he was... Mm-hmm. His whole... Like, adolescence and young years, he was told, you know, you have these special gifts, but the world's not ready for them. So he, in his mind, he's like, oh, I couldn't save my daddy, and he told me not to use my special powers until it's time. See, when do I know when it's time? See, that's what bugs me about Jonathan Kent, because uh, he could have. Superman could have completely have, um, saved his dad in that situation. For one, okay, I can run just a bit quicker than you, old man. Uh-huh. My foot when I fucking got caught... The time that you tell your son not to use his superpowers is when he's smashing 60 stories. <laughs> not when he's on the highway trying to save a golden retriever. I know you had issues with that scene too because of the bridge. Oh, oh yeah. Bridge. <laughs> yeah, Carrie said the same damn thing when she watched it. What? Oh, you don't go under a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie's just like, no, you don't do that. <laughs> Kill zone. Yeah, that, that, yeah see, I didn't know that until you said it. I, yeah. I thought that was still like. I really, I, you know, for some reason, I thought it might have been a tunnel, but I guess that's dumb. No, that's <laughs> but uh, I, it was still yeah. a good film. I still enjoyed it, myself watching it. It just got edged off the list. I, by a few I'm others. with Chance on this in that. I mean, it was a good film. I can't think of anything bad with it. I just don't relate. Yeah. I just, it just meant. That's, it's probably a personal issue where I don't. Like, I don't associate myself with that character and his yeah. mentality, so that's why I don't get it. Or, or it's one of those things where you recognize, uh, I, you know, I didn't, think, of, I didn't think about, well, no, I didn't think about this until I realized that we thought the same on this, but I think we share a certain kind of arrogance. It might actually be something to do with that, too. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so at this point we've got separate ones. Yeah, I would. I think I've gone over all mine. We gravity, yeah. So you tried to go into gravity, yeah. And stop you. Um, I just thought it was beautiful, and I mean, I'm sure it would have got edged out by like Rush if I would have seen Rush, but I haven't seen it, and I, I just thought Gravity was a gorgeous film. I thought it was gorgeous, but, but it was, thought, the story was kind of forgettable. Yeah, the story was kind of blah, and I I really annoyed how they sort of. You know, pushed background details into the dialogue in an unnatural manner. Mm-hmm. It just—I uh, mean, yeah, it's gorgeous and it's yeah. one hell of a—it's a thrill ride essentially. Yeah. And I do think Alfonso Cuarón should be uh, nominated for best director because he did do a lot of, you know, technical shit where you're kind of like, how the fuck? I mean, did just you that do opening, uh, yeah. that opening shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 
Oh, Stoker. Oh, Stoker. Wow, that made your list. Oh, well, yeah, I thought about it. It probably, I mean, trying to be well, hipster. I would have to see it again. It's not, it's not hipster. I, I love like that actress. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I would have to see it again. It had really good, it had really good just atmosphere. It just had really groovy Who made atmosphere. that movie? A really creepy atmosphere? Okay, the jungle's gonna... No, no, it wasn't. No. Well, yeah, that was... It was, no, by, it was just I like a say it was by an Asian director. Sort of I just okay. forget. I it it would be interesting. I don't know. I would have to see it again. I've only saw it the one time when we went. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I liked it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I liked it too, but it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was kind of forgettable to me. Yeah. Sorry, I saw ST and I thought it was Star Trek. And I just, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and Matt also had Don John. Don yeah, John. we talked about we talked about slightly. That. Slightly, I had it in my honorable mentions. I mean, I liked it, but. Let's see. Uh, Andrew is a bunch. <laughs> no, well, we'll just cover the one that he cares about most. Big Star. Well, well I don't know. He put Lewin Davis up higher than that one. Uh, okay, we'll tell. I don't even know. Is what that that traveling guy with his cat? Yeah. Yeah, the guitar. It's a new Coen okay. Brothers film. Yeah, it's about the folk music scene. I'm in the Grunge Village in uh, like the early 60s. Mm-hmm. That was JT in that. Oh, you're right. Really good. He's a small part, but he's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know he's watching it all over the damn trailers. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, but inside Lewin Davis, that, that's just uh, it's a very you know it's a character. It, it only takes place over a couple of days, but it's it's a downer movie. Like, I think it's the best depiction <laughs> I've ever seen of like you know uh, all the little microaggressions and you know uh, things that musicians deal with. I mean, it's you know, I, <laughs> you know it's it's I mean it's bleak as kind of fits you know a certain type of Coen Brothers film. Mm. But you know, as always, they were real knack for getting you know the details of the era, and uh, I won't say too much. But uh, there's a real, like, you know, they, they kind of show hints near the end of uh, you know uh, the seismic shift that's about to occur uh, in folk music, hmm. and th- th- there's an interesting structure because uh, the film ends with the way it began. So I'm I'm not sure if you know they're trying to argue that you know uh, like the, the scene repeats or the beginning scene like uh, repeats uh, at the end. But with some new stuff added, you know, uh, and you can also, you know, uh, you also have a you know different understanding of the of you know uh, the dialogue and the interactions because of what you've uh, seen in the previous, you know, roughly two hours. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wonder if there maybe the Coen Brothers, because uh, like one thing the character does is uh, he doesn't have a place of his own. He's uh, constantly couch surfing, and then he's a cycle of people he goes with. So. Maybe uh, the Coen brothers are arguing, you know, you know, this is a cycli- uh, this behavior of his is cyclical, and you know, same shit's gonna happen again. Hmm. So some, maybe they're arguing for like a Sisyphean type of uh, thesis. Hmm. I want a chance to defend Gangster Squad. I totally will, but let me just tell you something interesting I learned. <laughs> Wentworth <laughs> Earl Miller the Third was oh, the yeah. screenwriter of Stoker. It's his debut screenwriting mm-hmm. the only other th- like the thing that made him famous was the TV show Prison Break yep he was which he acted wow he was the guy with then the he tattoo. wrote this movie which was directed by a South Korean director making his first ever film in, in the English language mm. so I think that's kind of cool but anyways yeah. Gangster Squad why do I like it so much <laughs> well all the ladies will just know if I say the words Ryan and Gosling it's <laughs> a good movie but that's why the no, reason I like in, in seriousness. Oh, that um, movie. The the brutality of the film, like the way they captured the violence of that of that era of like post prohibition, dealing with 
dealing with organized crime like in a way that we don't know it in today's society. They showed the brutality of it, and as well, like the I like the way they portrayed the lawmen as having this like what's the word I want? I, I don't know that like there was no limits on what they were allowed to do because even though they were act like they were acting as officers of the law, they weren't acting like when they were engaging in when they were engaging the organized crime, they weren't actually adhering to the law and they weren't bound by the law. So like it showed that that vigilante justice that we like so much in Batman and all that <laughs> shit, but it was in a it was in a setting which I can relate to and which like. Uh, I, I love films from that period, so I think that's probably why I liked it so much. Was Ryan Gosling and a lot of blood? Oh, if I'm gonna be <laughs> brief, it was Ryan Gosling and a bunch of blood and punches. Yeah, there was a part of it. It definitely looked like a movie that was gonna be up my alley, but when the reviews came in, it was so bad, and it was just one of those things where I wanted to go see other things. I think in the same. David, time. you also saw Snow White and the Huntsman, which also had awful reviews last that year. One. That was only That's halfway. <laughs> I don't. That was only halfway. Sean Penn and Gate Squad was like a Dick Tracy villain. Yeah, yeah, see that but, film. Well, we went to see that film. My youngest sister Morgan. It was her 18th birthday, and that's the film she wanted to see. That's when I went to see it. I didn't really get to choose. Like, there was no picking and choosing between films. <laughs> it was like we're going to see this movie, okay. and that's what I did. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think Gangster Squad was down in the 30 percentile on Rotten Tomatoes. Snow White and the Huntsman was only in the 50s. And oh, I okay. still thought that looked. I don't know. That was a that was a fun movie. Yeah, so I'll agree to yeah. that. But yeah, Gangster Squad. It, it, yeah, I I wanted it to be good, but when it looked like it wasn't going to be, good... I think it's well actually, better than a thirty percent. I would okay. give it a I would give it a B minus. Well, that's not that good. Uh, <laughs> it passes. Yeah, it's a passing grade. It'll what probably you, get you a fifty. What do you give Pacific Rim if that's a B minus? Yeah, you did have a B minus oh, yeah. film in your top yeah. ten. <laughs> then I guess, well, I have to grade it better than that if I'm going to put it up there. Damn it, guys! A B minus means I like, caught you. Right. The thing is, got gotcha, you, journalist. I was also thinking about rewatchability, and like I've seen that movie multiple times, and then yeah. because I went and pulled that movie off the shelf, like I didn't go and pull Pacific Rim. And when I saw that movie once, I was like, "This was awesome." And I think maybe I didn't want to taint. My view of Pacific Rim by watching it another time, or maybe I just thought, well, I've seen monsters and robots many times, so I don't need to see it again. But Gangster Squad, it's—I don't know—I could watch that movie right now. I could watch the movie again right now, and it'd be all right. Okay. I could sit through the whole thing. All right. yeah. Let's see. Um, the only one I see. Well, there's Rush. 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 I think I've talked about it on this before. Yeah, you you may talk about it. Yeah, okay. I I really liked it. I thought it was great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to talk about John Dies at the end because... I really want to see it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, if you don't read the book or watch the movie on Netflix, then there's no point. It's it's not really easy to explain. There's so much supernatural, extraterrestrial bullshit. Hey, I got a question. Does John die at the end? Well, if it wasn't the title of... If it was the title of the book, wouldn't you think... That John would die at the end. Is a sequel going to be called "This Film Has Spider"? This film is full of spiders. <laughs> Only if it's full of spiders. Well, because uh, I believe the sequel to the to that. I don't know. Is there a sequel? I believe so. It's uh, called uh, "This Book Is Full of Spiders." I didn't know that. No, just watch the film. It's way out there. Smoke some weed before you watch it, because it's way out there. But well, watch it. Like it kind of reminds me of a movie that came out. I want to say maybe like five or six years ago, called uh, Jack Brooks Monster Slayer. No, I've never heard of that one. It was straight to DVD, 
I fucking loved it. <laughs> it was a comedy, mm-hmm. and it was riffing on all the like kind of old horror films. But it was it was great. It was I I, I can watch that movie anytime. Well, uh, uh, one thing like uh, I know we talked about Bradley Cooper's acting. Uh, you guys and we mentioned Ryan Gosling. You guys should see uh, the Place Beyond the Pines. Uh, it's uh, yeah. it, it's a it's a gorgeous looking film, but it's kind of a weird film. Like a uh, does it star Bradley Cooper and Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was making sure because you said, speaking of them, you threw me into the video. Well, yeah, I, I thought you might have known, but it's... Yeah. I heard about it. I really wanted... It, 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 yeah. feels like, it feels like it's almost like a three short films stitched together that are, you know, have, uh, are tangentially, uh, tangentially uh, connected. Huh. But it's uh, it's an interesting film. Like it's, like it's a very much about, you know, the relationship of uh, fathers and sons and the sins of the father. Huh. Now... I have a, quite a few honorable mentions I'd like to uh, mention here. <laughs> Honorably. Um, All 50 of them? <laughs> no, not quite. Um, uh, Thor 2. I mean, I really enjoyed Thor 2. I mean, I, it has well, its Thor issues. Thor has way too many. Like, I've only seen it the one time. I've only seen Thor 2 the one time. Um, I've, seen it, I've seen it twice. I've seen it twice. I think ordered Thor 2. Thor 2 would have been my number 14. Okay, that's about where I had it, too. Okay. Um, Anchorman 2, I really fucking loved. It was, I saw it twice. It's a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, I saw it a lot. I, um, much Ado About Nothing. That was I on really my, liked Much Ado. Oh, that's on my yeah. list of indie mentionables. Uh. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it just... Um, World War Z, I really liked. I thought it was I, a badass I movie. I back you on that one. That was fun, but it wasn't making my top ten Exactly. Um, Kick-Ass 2, I, again. Also. It was badass. I really liked it. Just not top ten uh, material. Uh, I have the way, way back in my that was on honorable my mentions. Um, Don John is in my mm. honorable mentions. And so is Jurassic Park 3D. <laughs> because, I saw it three times in theaters. I mean, who doesn't love Jurassic Park, if you want to count it? And then I also had the Wolverine. I, I liked the Wolverine. I still haven't seen that one. I, I thought it was damn near uh, the best you could do out of solo Wolverine. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Especially, I mean, David, you have to see the unrated edition. The unrated Wolverine. That isn't what they showed me. Yeah, I know, I know. But it, the unrated Wolverine, it, it's almost like the unrated director, well, the director's got a daredevil indifference. Maybe we can go to Roy Hibbert's house and watch it on his personal movie theater screen. <laughs> and then it'll be like you saw it movie. Yeah. Movie. Um, yeah, if I were to have two honorable mentions, I guess it would be Monster University and Captain Phillips. Mm-hmm. They they were initially on the top ten list, and then other shit kicked them off. Really? I didn't. I liked um, Monsters U, but I I mean was, I didn't put that on there. It just seemed it seemed generic and not needed. We me. saw that after Pacific, Pacific Rim. We did we did double like, feature. The whole the time we've been sitting here, I've been thinking about. I was like, I saw Pacific Rim, and then I had to go watch Monsters. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, Captain Phillips is one of the best performances Tom Hanks has given in quite a while. Yeah, it, it, that was great just for him. He did a great job in that. I liked him in Cloud Atlas. Well, yeah, uh, like I don't know. That was I don't know. I've it, only seen that. It's one kind of hard too. to judge that because it's not exactly the same thing. Yeah, this is him trying to portray like an actual character, gotcha. like an actual real person. Like Walter that was like <laughs> different aspects of yeah. The same gotcha. Person. It was a different project. Yeah. It was, yeah. Incredibly hard to compare <laughs> to anything, <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, are we done for this one? Uh, I, I have know. a list of like indie films that I go like, for it. That I really uh, dug uh, that. You no, know, might not have 
probably weren't good enough to make my top ten. But some of them did. Uh, uh, Nebraska, that uh, New Alexander. That's Pinto. all in black and white, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce, it's like uh, Bruce Stern is a uh, revelation in that. Uh, I got, I got a question. Uh-huh. Uh, does black and white make a difference? Would it have been the same movie if it was shot in color? Like, what's the reasoning for the black and white in that? I, I don't know. Like, it, 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 it kind of suits the characters because they're all, you know, kind of, you know, in the downbeaten part of the U.S. kind of forgot, you know, to kind of suit the shabbiness of all thing, other things and give it like a, you know, weather-worn, care-worn type of feel. Gotcha. Uh, Bruce Dern's great in that. Will Forte's in it. Uh, he's like one of the, And also, uh, Bob Odenkirk has a small part in it. Hmm. He plays Will Forte's brother, so it's it's funny, but you know, kind of you know, uh, melancholy at the same time. Uh, but it's kind it's of like the, the sun notes a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. More uh, sideways. <laughs> um, uh, Dallas Buyers Club is great. Uh, mm-hmm. Place Beyond the Pines. Uh, I, I saw The Kings of Summer, which is you know, kind of a fun uh, coming of age film. Yeah, I wanted to see that. Now. I'm just waiting for it to pop up on Netflix. What is oh, uh, speaking of which, I watched. Uh, I don't know if it came out late last year or early this year. Uh, Somebody Up There Likes Me. I really liked it. It's on Netflix now. I've never heard of that. Uh, Starring Ron Swanson. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good, too. So Nick Offerman? Yeah, Nick Offerman. (laughs) Uh, The Spectacular Now, another uh, type of... uh, Uh, I really want to see that one. It's pretty good. You get to see uh, Mary Jane, Kyle uh, Kyle Chandler's in that as well, I believe. Mm -hmm. And... uh, Miles Teller, I think, or yeah, yeah, and Marion Shalane Woodley, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Much Ado About Nothing, I thought was a lot of fun. It was, uh, I really like the simplistic way of, uh, you know, staging a Shakespeare play. See, I don't know why it was in black and white either. Um, I don't know what. I mean, I don't know what the reason for that was. I don't know what was. Uh, Much Ado About Nothing. Josh was it really? Yeah. Josh Wynn did an ad- uh, adaptation of it. A modern day adaptation. Yeah, but it was in black and white. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the to do list, uh, like, it was kind of a fun, you know, 90s piece. Uh, come another coming of age. Uh, I thought that there was a lot of weaknesses in that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, you know, this is like, you know, stuff I, you know, just, just sort of enjoyed. Uh, and also, uh, enough said, uh, uh, one of uh, James Gandolfini's last films. Yeah, I heard really good things about that. Yeah. Was it, it was good? Oh, he, he's great. Like, he's, uh, he, he would have been, uh, he could have had a, you know, the second part of his career post the Browns could have been like you know romantic comedies you know that, that type of thing because he, he's a very very funny guy you know warm you know loving present you know self-deprecating and uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus gives a great performance and so does uh, Catherine Keener yeah that's too bad that he didn't live long enough to see the reaction to that film because I mean the last thing I had seen him in was uh, uh, the oh, oh killing uh, them softly yeah killing yeah. them softly yeah. and he looked a mess in that movie. Well, like, he was mentally. I know. His character was a fucking mess in that movie. Which I mean, you see that, and then okay, he dies, and you're like, I believe it. <laughs> oh, he, he looked, you know, he looked fine, and you know, uh, enough said, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the op- opposite spectrum, uh, here are three uh, blockbuster films that I thought were a lot of just fun to watch the uh, box office. Uh, the Last Stand, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I thought. Fun. I thought it made my first list. I know, that was the list of all the movies yeah. that you've seen, David. Let's <laughs> be fair. It was. It was one of the last ones I I checked off. Yeah. I saw that when I was looking through. I was like, you know, I did watch that movie. And it, it was, was a, a fun it was movie. Uh, Machete kills just because you know. I haven't yeah. seen Machete. Oh my Machete. god! It keeps getting more ridiculous. And it's super somebody, funny. And somebody went and saw it without me. <laughs> Keep telling them. And uh, Jurassic Park uh, 3D, uh, mm. which uh, 
that that's it's one of the finest blockbusters ever, and uh, it really held up, and it was great seeing it in IMAX, especially with that, oh, that sound. sound. Oh my god! <laughs> and there's some like uh, I picked up some cool on um, some cool stuff in it, uh, like uh, for like uh, characters behave like uh, you know the two the nephew the niece and nephew uh, they dress and act like uh, their older counterparts, uh, Doctor Grant and Ellie Sattler, a little bit. Nice. Um, now looking ahead to 2014. What are you looking forward to the most this coming year? Not a pop-up subway science lab. Puberty. <laughs> yeah. I don't quite get that. But the, uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 has me worried. Yeah. Oh my god. I still haven't watched it. Like it's going to be fun. It looks it's fun. The, it's it the subway looks car. Fun. It's solely the subway car with his dad. In it. Well, it's, it's the fact that there's a, that's a lot of fucking villains. And I mean, did we not see Spider-Man 3? They only had... No, they had three. three. They had three. No, that I didn't, didn't go well. Three. That Thank didn't go well. <laughs> well. I stopped watching Spider, Toby Mac Spider Man <laughs> at a certain point. But I mean, I, I want it to be good. I love Andrew Garfield and I love Emma Stone. Yeah. But that trailer did not really instill a lot of faith in me. <laughs> uh, did you know she's in Gangster Squad? Because if so, yeah, then I don't understand dress. why you didn't see she's the shit. She's in that red dress with that slit that goes up. And Ryan Gosling is her lover, so it's like a beautiful... <laughs> well, just watch the damn movie. Yeah. Uh, coming out this month, I really want to see Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. It looks badass. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah, directed by yeah. Kenneth Branagh. No, 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 no. It, uh, it's directed by Kenneth Branagh. He's the, he plays the bad guy in it. Uh, Kira Knightley's uh, uh, Chris Pine's Captain Kirk's uh, uh, love interest or wife. I, I actually I'm not sure. Okay. Love interest. It? Well, it's a spy thriller. Yeah, Jack. It's oh, the yeah. character of Jack Ryan, who's appeared in four other movies. Yeah, he's a Tom Kil- uh, Tom Clancy. Character. Yeah, Hunt uh, for Red October, Patriot Games, mm-hmm. Clear Presentation, yeah. of All Fears, and some of All Fears. But yeah, it, it looked great. I'm pretty sure I showed you that. Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, Maybe because sounds gonna, like it could be good. Yeah. I, I'm not looking yeah, forward to. You did. It would be good. Yeah. I, I'm not looking forward to uh, I Frankenstein that comes out this month. No. I think it looks <laughs> like a rehash of the Underworld franchise or Van Helsing. Yeah. Yeah. Lego movie yeah. comes out on my birthday. Yeah, the Lego movie comes out in February. Yeah. Oh, that looks great. That I can make yeah. in my bedroom. <laughs> I know, right? But it looks fucking great. Just like yeah. the video games. Lego video games Robo-Cop? are fantastic. Yeah. Well, Robocop that last yeah. trailer. I don't think you've seen the last oh, trailer, maybe, but no. it's a little. It, it looks awesome. Yeah, I, I also like want to see the monuments. Potentially going to the explore monument, the, the monuments, men. I mean, that looks awesome too. Maybe. I yeah. seen which about was that. awesome. I'm, I got mixed feelings on Robocop. Yeah, Robocop. Yeah, looks yeah so do I. I'm sort of on the fence. It'll be Just fun. to confirm, Dread didn't come out this year, right? No. no, 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 no okay, no, good. No, yeah. uh, and I mean, I mean, when you look at Robocop, I mean, I know some people are comparing it to the original Robocop, which is still. Okay, what are you expecting? The first one's not that great either. I mean, it's a fun cult film, but it's not like it's a high prestigious mark to hit. Yeah. I've always liked Dan Harmon had the like when he found out about RoboCop because apparently he really loves RoboCop. <laughs> but he's kind of kick like, puncher. Well, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where he's kind of like. Why doesn't Hollywood produce original ideas <laughs> anymore? Because he, he loves Robocop, he loves Die Hard. Nothing's original. Well, yeah, but yeah. the point is that, you know, they made great original films. Why doesn't anybody actually try and do that anymore? Well, they uh, do a little bit. Pacific Rim was new. A little bit, but yeah, kind of for new. the most part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was a. Well, yeah, okay. But for the most part. 
I mean, uh, Hollywood is definitely not focused in that yeah, direction. That's true. On that subject, Godzilla looks good. Yes, yes, yes it, it does. does. <laughs> the, 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 oh, the, man. We, we, we saw it in Dolby Atmos, that trailer in the, the Dolby Atmos. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, my yeah, God, when he roars. It. it feels like you're fucking getting hit in the face with a roar. That's awesome. Yeah. It's fucking... That trailer, that, at least that sound system. I yeah. like that they used the, use the Robert Oppenheimer uh, quote from the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. No. I, I want to see The Monuments Men. It comes out early yeah, February. So, uh, February 7th. Yeah. Yeah. George Clooney normally puts out a good movie. George Clooney, Matt Damon, Bill Murray, it's John Goodman. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. So, Hugh Bonneville. Just that group of actors. Yeah. Especially I have seen like, a trailer where you tell me George Clooney and Matt Damon are in a movie together. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray. He picked up the phone. So Yeah. How the fuck did that happen? Right? Because apparently the only way you can get Bill Murray to be in a movie is that you have to call him number he has no agent you call a number and you pretty much leave a message and then he calls you back <laughs> that's awesome well I, when George Clooney calls you to do a movie I'm sure you're going to answer even if you're uh, well, I don't Murray, think so if you're Bill Murray you he see, had a movie career before George Clooney yeah I know yeah, yeah. I think if you're Bill Murray that's what you do and if it's George Clooney then you listen to the rest of the message yeah, I think. exactly <laughs> um, I mean the zombie I wonder what the zombie land guy you're right like. Like, they probably they probably communicated with him by smoke signals yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Someone you want to make that did not happen via that phone line. That was probably like a. I think they they camped outside his house. I don't know, but no. I haven't watched any trailers for Three Hundred Rise of an Empire. I have. I have. It, I'm. I'm a little bit confused about what they think the role of women was at that point in history. <laughs> um, but I'm willing to overlook that, and I just love Three Hundred. I'm not going to justify it. Did it need it. anything it's just, else? It's just, <laughs> it you know, no so... And the fact that the comic book adaptation won't be out anytime near the yeah. movie. And I usually don't give a shit about the comics. I'm just happy to see them do the Polynesian thing. Is it bad that the thing I'm hoping for most from that movie is an Ava Green topless thing? Yes. No. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> David, David, just be glad she has a show on Showtime this next year. So oh. we're all good. <laughs> Along with her and Billy Piper on the same show. I mean, come on. On Showtime? Oh. Penny Dreadful? What is that? And he, he, he'll get the clips on this. <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> well, uh, <laughs> a Penny Dreadful was an old like horror magazine you could buy for a penny. It was okay. just horror stories. Uh-huh. Whether taking like Frankenstein, Dracula, all those classic horror movie hmm. characters and putting them into one world. Okay. Is it like a RoboCop or horror movie monsters? Because that would be kind of funny. <laughs> Maybe. Frankenstein, angry wolfman, drink all of milk and put bottle back in fridge. <laughs> and then we also have uh, the Grand uh, Budapest Ho- Ho- uh, Hotel coming out. This is Wes Anderson's new movie yeah. coming out next year. Yeah, probably like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Wan- uh, Wes Anderson. One now, this is a movie that I keep. Every time I see something for it, I just kind of want to see it more. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Yeah. It looks like a lot of fun. Eh, eh. I probably won't end up saying that one. Uh, Need for Speed? Fuck that. <laughs> it's it's Aaron Paul. Video it's what That's happened after Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's Aaron Paul. I'll give it a shot to see if he'll have a career afterwards. And then uh, a movie David is really looking forward to. Veronica Mars. Fuck yes! <laughs> it's gonna come out a year after the Kickstarter thing. So yeah. Can I say so, wow. what? Yeah, yeah that's they, fast. Yeah, they started the Kickstarter. They raised five million bucks. 
They made a movie. It's going to come out a year later. I I, I uh, haven't watched the trailer amazing. yet. The trailer's out for it. I never watched uh, yeah, Veronica I, I Mars. I watched the trailer. I love Veronica Yeah, I haven't watched it either. <laughs> I can't get excited for it. I might I, have to borrow it. I, 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 I contributed $200 to this. I know you so. did. Did you really? Yeah. Uh, what do you get? Um... I Satisfaction. I get a bunch of stuff, but the uh, at that point the the thing was a poster with all the cast signing it. Nice. That so, is cool, though. Yeah, um, I guess so. I guess once I finish get caught up on Modern Family, I'll ask you to borrow season one. I think it's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Shit. Um, <laughs> now, this is a movie I want to see. Bad words. Yeah, Jason Bateman. Oh yeah, that, that looks, looks awesome. Right. Yeah, that looks pretty funny. It was a spelling bee one. Oh, saw the trailer for it, it could be with good. the Indian kid. Yeah, yeah no, I remember. It could be good. I don't know. It has potential. Yeah, I'm not pumped. I, I thought it was a really good trailer. I, I, I'm frightened that maybe that's all the good stuff too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't 43. see it on my own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, Muppets Most Wanted. Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see the last Muppets I will, movie. I really like the last one. I but, Mm. The thing with Muppets is that if someone's like, hey, do you want to watch a Muppets movie? Even if you weren't planning on it, you can be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, actually, I have the opposite reaction. If someone really? asks me if I want to watch some puppets, I'm thinking, yeah. I probably have better things to now, do. <laughs> now, unfortunately, the last thing I saw from the Muppets, I watched the Lady Gaga Muppets <laughs> Christmas Spectacular. Oh my fucking God. You're having a Christmas Spectacular, but not sing Christmas songs? Did she wear any of them? <laughs> no, might as well have. But it was just the most disturbing half hour, forty five minutes I've ever watched. Uh, I stopped watching it. I'd like I had maybe ten minutes. Have left you ever gone like, back and seen, looked up the old advertisements they used to do with the Muppets? Welcome to Coffee. Awesome. Um, a haunted house too. I recommend checking out the first one on Netflix. Is that the one with Wayne Brothers? Yeah, it, oh. it, it was funny. The first one was funny. I thought the trailer looked interesting. Yeah, well, <laughs> the first one's on Netflix, so it won't okay. cost anything. Aren't they making fun of the scary movie series? No, Besides Paranormal. Oh, Paranormal. Besides my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Noah. Could be good. Could, could be. Mm-hmm. What was... You think we, David, David has a problem with it because he sees this obviously mythological fiction story about Jesus as unrealistic. And I'm just like, it's how many Bible, ridiculous movies have you seen? Why are you calling this out for being unrealistic? <laughs> like, we, we, saw, we saw Thor 2 this year. Yeah, I know, but there's a part of me with Noah that's just kind of like... <laughs> uh, uh, now this one, the raid two. I've never saw the first one, but I really want to. I hear great things about the first I've one. Absolutely, it's, in that. it's a uh, uh, Japanese film. The raid. The raid. Yeah. Hmm. I had not seen the first one either. There's also yeah. that Son of God film coming out next year. Yeah, this year. Oh, I saw a trailer. Uh, right. I was like, seriously, like, like, Jesus Christ, that's Christian baiting. I know how it ends. <laughs> and then. Hang in there, baby. And then, of course... Oh, another one? Yeah. There's, like, three coming out of this I don't. I didn't even recognize any of the cast members, so it's just... It's kind of like... You it's, it's, a, it's a movie that's obviously been produced. It's being released around Easter to... Oh. Yeah. To have pastors... Yes. Yeah. ...take their fucking congregations and get yep. free money... Yeah, yeah. Yep, pretty spreading much. the word of... Fuck God, dude. Why do we make movies with uh, with Christian themes in them so we can get free Jesus money? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I, uh, I'd rather make the next movie on the list. 
Captain America the Winter Soldier looks fucking oh, awesome. Yes. But we start that is probably my most anticipated film for next year. Before oh, we start, yeah. anybody want to get out? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that scene in the IMAX, oh my god. Yeah. The, we got yeah. to see that whole elevator scene from the, right. the trailer. Well, uh, I did my second time. Oh, First okay. Time I had to run back for my 3D glasses. Yeah. But, yeah, that looked... That, that is easily my most anticipated. Episode. Oh, I agree. And I'm, I'm kind of excited that S.H.I.E.L.D. has a whole tie-in episode, too, with Sam Jackson. So that'll be that'll be fun. Has there been any news about any other uh, film actors popping into the show? Into S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. Um, besides Sam Jackson doing a whole episode, not that I know of. Okay. Um, Rio 2, I never saw the first one. Yes. Um, let's see... Uh, da, 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 um, well, I'm going to pause until David gets back from the restroom. Okay, so uh, Transcendence, it's being directed by uh, um, Christopher Nolan's normal um, cinematographer. Mm-hmm. It's his first di- uh, directorial debut. Um, or debut. Ha- debut? Did I say yes! You said debut. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, it uh, has Johnny Depp in it, Rebecca Hall, uh, Paul Bettany. Um, it's about uh, basically Johnny Depp's head gets downloaded into uh, as a an AI. AI. And hmm. uh, like the actual Johnny Depp, like a thing John Malkovich type of situation. No, 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 no the no, character is the character. Okay, <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. In the context yeah, that they be. were developing an AI, and there's, like, anti-technology factions that had this coordinated series of attacks that, you know, disabled him or whatever, and they also shot him with an irradiated bullet that was going to kill him, so he's slowly dying, they decide to load him up, and it looks like this really awesome film about this vaguely near-future, realistic-ish, you know, way of doing the, the getting to a, an artificial intelligence, and then at the end of the trailer shit starts disintegrating and it's like where are you going i'm expanding to everywhere and it's just like oh and then magic happened Woo! <laughs> and, at first uh, you had me and then you said vaguely realistic ish <laughs> and then you went Woo! <laughs> so they started off with a really cool premise then it looks like they went into complete bullshit land which is going to estrange me cambodia but uh i i, 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 I not I a real mean, country right <laughs> i'm kidding of course the cast is good enough. The uh, director, at least, you know, he, he's a great cinematographer. Yeah. Um, and uh, the story is interesting enough. I'll probably go see that. I'd, be- I'd see it. I'm just prepared to be pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nolan, what's the, what's the new film? I can't remember. Interstellar. 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 Does that come out next year? Yeah, no, we'll that one November. I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to. That was all oh, Matthew McConaughey. I have no yeah. idea what that's about. Um, yeah. Wormhole travel. No, I... I know, but I mean, I've seen. Well, I have no I've idea seen, what it's about. No, but I I've know. seen the trailer. We do share I've a seen, little bit of arrogance. <laughs> no, I mean, I've seen I've seen the teaser trailer, and and after having seen the teaser trailer, that's my official stance: is that I don't know what it's about because well, it's I about, don't see where it's going. Isn't it about space aliens to an extent? Or something? no, it's about like some farm. No, 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 no. It's about space travel. It's about exploration. It's about how the fact that. America has turned its back on being pioneers yeah, about pursuing the, the cutting edge of whatever yeah, it, is we, the future. We've become insulated. We've turned our back on things like that. That's what it's about. Mm. 
And, or at least that's what the trailer made it seem like it's about. Yeah, which I, made me understand why it's coming out in November instead of in the summer, because yeah. they're probably trying to set it up as an Oscar movie. Yeah. But, I don't know, I was really interested. It made me uh, think a lot about... Um, Warren Ellis did a, a graphic novel specifically about our, our, our lack of space travel, our lack of interest in it, and our lack of reaching for something better. And this is, that reminded me a lot of Interstellar. Hmm. Um, well, we got Sabotage coming out, which I'm sure that'll be another Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, also starring Sam Worthington, so you can see how that's going to go. <laughs> um, you got bears coming out now. I was at the movie last That's night. That's a documentary. I know. I know. Why are we talking about it? <laughs> I know, but I I saw the poster well, for it last night yeah. when I was at the movie seeing Anchorman with Marissa, and it the bears looked fucking fake. It, <laughs> well, it's it's a, probably a Photoshop uh, poster. But it looked like walking with dinosaurs quality <laughs> bears. <laughs> I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. But yeah, it's one of those uh, Disney nature. Movies yeah. Put out on Earth Day every now. Yeah. Every year now. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't care. You have uh, Heaven Is for Real coming out. Oh which, God. Which starts Greg Tanier. That one. It sounds like a Tyler Perry film. Orbiter. Yeah. No. Uh, Heaven Is for Real, starring Greg Kinnear. Evidently, their boy has a near-death experience and then can see dead people. Well, you know. For me, it was pretty exciting because once a five-year-old told me about what they saw, you know, I felt that that was pretty solid proof. Yeah, yeah. Something that otherwise, and up until that point, had been a matter of faith and speculation. <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> personally really glad that their toddler could clear that up for us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wasn't that toddler playing with a teddy bear and talking to it last week? Yes, <laughs> yes. I, yeah. Um, the basic Spider-Man 2, which we've already touched on briefly. Yeah. Um, did you guys catch... They did a... Uh, um, there was a big New Year's Eve thing with Spider-Man. And uh, on one of the news shows in the morning, uh, Spider-Man landed next to the reporter, and the reporter f- fake fainted. Like, and Spider-Man oh. was supposed to catch her. And she he fell that bitch dropped. <laughs> oh, man. I did not see that. <laughs> it was fucking funny. Um, <laughs> neighbors. Was oh. that the Seth Rogen one? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one. Seth Rogen's that one. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Comedic potential. Yeah. Uh, that looks pretty good. Did you know Zach Efron went in for a, a drug rehab? Oh, yeah, really? No yeah, way. He got what kind of drugs? Okay. Huh. <laughs> Why do people go to rehab for soft drugs? That's what I don't soft understand. Soft drugs. If you use a needle, you need to go to rehab. Um, we've if got, you don't... We've got Godzilla, of course, which we talked about. Um, what the fuck is this? Million, million Dollar Arm? Starring oh, uh, John Hamm. It's about... Um, okay, he plays... Sorry, John <laughs> Yeah, it, it, he... Bill Paxton. He, pl- yes. he I don't know. He works for a baseball Bill team Paxton. or something, and he goes over to India because they play cricket and shit, and he's looking for a pitcher for his baseball team from the cricket, from the Indian people. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's right. That could be cool. That could um, actually be pretty good. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm watching John Hamm. I'm at yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, also, it's it, a pitch that takes you back. And forward to a place where you belong in our love. 
Did you get any farther than the fourth season of Mad Men yet? No, I don't know what the fucking suitcase thing is. Um, you know what the suitcase is. <laughs> we won't talk about it. I, yeah. did, I did see I'm the not, Polaroid carousel pitch, though. That was nice. I'm not that there yet, great. but I, I do like the the weird, the wacky dude with the beard in the latest season of Mad Men. Like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, up next, we have X-Men, Days of Future Past, with oh, Brian Singer's return uh, in the director's chair. The, the, the trailer didn't excite me, but seeing the amount of detail they put into the Kennedy assassination yeah. involving Magneto and Mystique well, see, had the, me so And much the more Sentinel excited. program? That, that <laughs> means they've got a good marketing True. Yeah. That but does it, not mean it made me happy though. I no. was just like, this is awesome. <laughs> I was listening to uh I was listening to an episode of the Nerdist with Aziz and uh he was talking about how he was in like Canada and got to visit the set and like my uh fast vendor was talking to him about his stand up in costume as Magneto <laughs> and it just freaked him out. He was like, This is not right. <laughs> you should be angrier <laughs> right? Uh, but after that we have uh Maleficent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when's the Doctor Who theatrical movie coming out? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just uh, curious. This will be interesting. A million ways to die in the West. Oh, is that the Seth MacFarlane? Seth MacFarlane, Alex oh. Sulkin. Uh, yeah, it could be. Liam Neeson, Charlie Theron, what? Neil Patrick Harris. Wow. Sarah Silverman. Could yeah. be good. I can't tell what kind of movie it is at this point, though. Yeah, like, me neither. Is it a comedy, or is it a... I think it's supposed to be a comedic western. Oh, yeah. It'll, not, it'll um, be Blazing Saddles. Um, <laughs> 22 Jump Street. Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love 21 I Jump like Street. I like 21 Jump Street. Now, the trailer? necessitate 22 Jump Street. Well, yeah, they make the a joke about it. Because they they say you move across the street. Yeah, yeah. The Korean bar back buy back the church that Twenty One Jump Street was originally at. So they had to move across the street to Twenty Two Jump Street. <laughs> but does Channing Tatum necessitate another movie? That's what I'm asking. I like I love Twenty One Jump Street. Fuck you, science. His best movie. I didn't love it. I love. I, I watched it on time. I watched it like last year when we did the top ten thing. Yeah. it was in my top five. Yeah, I thought Twenty One Jump Street was the best. It was such a. It was such a surprise. Too obvious. Yeah. That was my issue with it. It was just too blatant. Like I don't I think could it was read the jokes. I, I don't agree with you because I think it did a lot of uh, a I lot of a, nut punching. No, no, no. Come it did on, a good job subverting like the explosion movies, like, like the, the chase on the uh, uh, the car chase on the highway. When you think thinking it's just gonna blow up and. Yeah, and the oh. fact that they have to keep on switching cars because there's a traffic jam in L.A. Of course there's going to be a traffic jam, and of course they can't actually have a car chase. So they have to stop and switch cars. And I know, a part of me just... Uh, there's a lot of smart humor in it. I mean, uh, and look, I didn't catch that. I, I mean, really look, at the, look at the pedigree. I mean, Rob Riggle, uh, Dr. Spaceman... Uh, Ellie Clever from the Doctor Space Man. I caught up with Thirty Rock recently. Uh, I, I haven't watched, watched the last season yet. I watched the last season. Well, shit. There's yeah. a great joke where it's like Doctor Spachemin's last scene. Oh, and, nice. And, and you know, he comes back and he actually it's very it's a very meta joke where he acknowledges that bye everybody. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, How to Train Your Dragon Two, mm. which yeah. I liked the first one. Never seen yeah, it. The first one was good. Um, Jersey Boys. About that one. Yeah. Jersey Boys, directed by Clint Eastwood. Is Bon Jovi in that one? <laughs> what? 
Jersey Boys like the, the music? music? Yeah, yeah. Is Bon Jovi like Clint Eastwood? Yeah, that's why I need to know if Bon Jovi's in the movie. The musical is actually really, really good. Uh, well, yeah, but Clint Eastwood. Yeah, <laughs> where, where the fuck did that come from? Haven't we seen him with musicals before? Have we? I don't know. Yeah, Paint Your Wagon. Yeah, Paint Your Wagon. Yeah, that's what I was I, going with. What? Paint Your Wagon, the worst Western musical ever made. Yeah. Paint your wagon. Gonna paint your wagon. Gonna paint it good. Evidently, this is becoming a yearly thing. The Purge 2. Oh, God shit. damn it. Oh, I, mean, I just watched the first one. <laughs> I just watched the first one. I don't want the next one to come in three months. Transformers Age <laughs> of Extinction. Oh uh, well, probably. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go see it. Yeah, the third we're, one. we're curious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I liked the third one. I think the third one yeah, was pretty good. Yeah, the third one was good. pretty good. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, the third one was. I think there's going to be Dinobots in this one. Yeah, there yeah, are. Supposed to be okay, I might see it then. Dinosaur <laughs> 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 robots? Hell yeah! <laughs> what is it about Dinobots? Everybody gets excited. About I fucking them. love Dinobots. Okay. <laughs> now I all they were on my Christmas list every fucking year, <laughs> and you never got them. <laughs> Um, I, I didn't get a single fucking one. Now, <laughs> so like twelve months from now, don't be surprised when you get a Dinobot from me. If my daughter has a, if my daughter has a boyfriend who wishes for Dinobots for Christmas, I'm gonna be curious. <laughs> now, uh, uh, July 11th, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I loved Rise of the Planet. Of the Apes. It was fantastic. Yeah, I think it's I, a fantastic I, movie. I, I don't give it. a shit about Planet of the Apes. Well, that's my opinion. See Rise. Just, Rise is just a, my opinion. Rise is unlike any other Planet that? of the Apes movie. It, James Franco, John Lithgow. They are amazing. I just, you know what, it, you know what it is. And the apes it, don't take over. Until you know the how very many good the movie. movies there are that are dog movies or horse movies, ape movies, same thing. Just don't like them. But I mean, <laughs> it's hell, animals. But I don't like it. hell, uh, it's not animal. Well, I guess it is. It is animal. It is animal. <laughs> that was it is very much the common thing. Hell. <laughs> well, I was gonna say it's not animals. It was just specific it's animals. Mammals. But it's a fucking mammal. It's, I it's, swear. So, well, they're actually two life fantastic. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Well, it's true. Um, I don't like lovable am- animals, and I don't like primates. All well, animals. Andy Serkis's performance as Caesar for the rise of the Planet of the Apes even got like Oscar talk, but since it Wait, wasn't the, the guy who did the CG for the monkey, yeah, well, yeah, Oscar he also did Gollum because he did Gollum in Lord of the Rings, and, and he did all uh, the King Kong. Arms. Yeah. No, he does. No. What else does he? Work? They have. The, oh, he does a voice work too. They have like a zillion well, okay. trackers. Well, okay, for Gollum, he did the voice work. Yeah, okay, everything involved. He does Caesar as well in the suit. So he was acting with other actors. Yeah, he was just uh, like they, they put digital makeup on. Yeah, him, all right. And I like I won't it. talk shit. Then. Well, I guess the reason he didn't get it is because the Academy felt like he wasn't a fake monkey that was better. Than even he though, was. even though they specifically stated Scarlett Johansson is able to get a supporting actress nod for her. How? Even though it's all voiceover. How? Because it's really good. Oh. She acted like that cell phone. You don't know how many times she folded and unfolded herself, damn it. Well, I, I hate every ape I see from chimpanzee. I'm excited for, for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I'm excited for Gary Oldman fighting monkeys. I mean, that's going to be badass. Um, Jupiter Ascending. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That, that's the Wachowski film. Uh, 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 Mila Kunis, oh, Channing Tatum. Oh yeah, that's what I could do with Interstellar. 
That, that reminds me a lot of Cloud Atlas in that it's probably going to be worth seeing. It's probably going to be all right. The chances of it fucking up are extremely high. Right. Yeah, yeah. The only reason I will see that is because of the directors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, this is the second Hercules film coming out. There's a... In, yeah. in July. There's one coming out this month. So or it's in February. Snow White. No, you, you know what I really want <laughs> to do is come out with a series of movies about Julius Caesar. Because there's so much fucking material there. Oh, fuck yeah. The there's campaigns. so much fucking material there. And no one will fucking do it. I don't Many understand video, why no I would watch it. the shit out of the Gala campaigns in the first triumvirate. Hmm. Fuck, I would oh, watch the shit out of yeah. I mean, you could, you could do one of those every it's year. weird. Yeah, fucking so a, good, a good adaptation yes, of uh, Julius Caesar. A good adaptation of uh, in your voices is so strong you can't hear it. Like bitch, it. I took Latin for five years. Julius Caesar is the font of all legitimacy for thousands of years. Uh, it no, it's I'm totally not true. You're wrong. Until the revolutions of democracy, yeah. Julius Caesar was the two. sole font of legitimacy in the entire Western world. I watched Did the shit you know out of the that recently um, it was revealed that in the Marvel Universe Julius Caesar was an alien. Huh. <laughs> I don't have any comments anymore. All right. Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, see, the, see the death bestride the world like a colossus. Maybe we should just stab Caesar. But <laughs> unlike the previous Hercules movie, which has no one attached to it that I recognize, but it comes out in theaters on January 10th, this one comes out in, like, July... And it's directed by Brett Ratner, starring Dwayne Johnson. Yes. As Hercules. The Th- this reminds me of oh, Iron Man 2, in which shit, sometimes bro. you become... Uh, fuck. What's, the, what's his name? Mickey Rourke? No. <laughs> sometimes Sam you Rockwell? become Mickey Rourke? No, no, no. Um, don't know where What's you're going. His What's yeah, his name? What's his name? Brody? Brody? Uh, oh, Don Cheadle. Sometimes you become John Don Don Cheadle. Uh, John. <laughs> John Cheadle. Don Cheadle. <laughs> Sometimes you become Don Cheadle when your first movie wasn't good, but you have a more popular second movie. That's right. I like Dwayne Johnson, so I do too. that's my you know personal. What? I'll admit it. I didn't like his wrestling career, but I do no. like his acting career. Yeah. yeah, he normally does a good job acting. He's pretty funny. Um, there's like another Step Up movie coming out. Step yes. Up All In. Good. Come on, guys. I got tired of watching those other dance movies that I was watching before this next Step Up. Right. <laughs> um, the Guardians of the Galaxy, which released its yeah. first official be good. Steel, yeah. which looked awesome. Yeah, they, they showed the cast and they showed the raccoon and group. And you're kind of like, oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> now, this worries me because we haven't seen anything and haven't really heard much. Oh, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What? We haven't seen a trailer for it. Wait, live or? Live action, yeah. Live action one. They we haven't seen anything well, for months. Yeah, and they did a, a they're not. They're when in the year? Suits again. It's um, August. Yeah. It's probably not going to be due. Dude, the guy who's directing it uh, did uh, uh, Attack of the Titan? Or, or uh, one of the... Oh. Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. The second one. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. produced by Michael Bay. Ugh. Danger Will Robinson. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I want it to be good. I do. Well, yeah, I always want a turtle movie to be good, but... You know how you'll know when they come out with a good turtle movie? Uh-huh. Because it will be a noir ninja film. Yeah. And until that happens, they'll all be bad. Or, or like it's directed by people. Like forty-seven, right? Yeah. 
No, <laughs> that, I noticed you didn't mention that. <laughs> well, that's because it's already out. Oh, that's right. It came out this year. Yeah, yeah it's no like a fan fiction. It. Yeah, it's like a. It's I like, haven't seen. I hear decent things. things. Like, I mean, it's, it's like a fan fiction version of uh, Chushingura. I don't know. I heard it bombed. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, I know a movie that at least three out of the five of us will be seeing: The Expendables Three. I'm going. I, Hell yeah! I'm I want to see the first and the second one. They're they're fun. I I, I, I know. I want to see them. Your dad to. Are they on Netflix? Those are dad. Uh, I, I think the first one is. The first one the, might the, be. The second one oh, yeah, I think I've seen it. I, I mean, I haven't seen either of them. So I want to see them. No. Um, also in August, Sin City. Could be good. Yeah. I mean, I, it's been so long since yeah, the first that's one. Yeah, I'm I'm like, wow. I didn't uh, even know there was another one. Eight years <laughs> Eight years since yeah. the first one, I mean. Yeah. Uh, it could be. I mean, the first one was pretty no, good. No, no, nine yeah. years because it came out in 2005. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, Sin City, a damn to kill yeah. for. We're slowly dying, boys. <laughs> so who, who knows how that will end up I turning out. If you're going to do anything important, now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to start a meth lab. I'm sure I'm missing some stuff, but I'm not seeing anything here. Ooh, a dolphin tail, too, because that's needed. <laughs> I mean, I'm at, uh, The Equalizer, really, based off of the TV show starring Denzel Washington? Based on an 80s TV show. I, I know about that TV show because of the scene in The Wolf of Wall Street where... Uh, oh, by the way, The Hobbit does come out next December, not uh, so, in the summer. So, uh, yeah, that's probably so why Hobbit, I got to yeah. it. Yeah, The Last Hobbit. Yeah. yeah. Um, they better not fuck this up. Next there's going to be a 20, a 20 installment edition of The Silmarillion. <laughs> Here we go, by Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah. This is a classic so children's book. needed. <laughs> yeah. Alexander and the, the ho- Terrible, no, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day by Walt Disney Pictures. I, that's, yeah, that's I think Disney. I know that book. Is that an <laughs> Do you? Movie or I'm assuming do. so. Doesn't say. Huh. I remember Carrie was kind of worried about that one because she, she really didn't like Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. Yeah. I, it's one of those things where you're like, this was a great children's book and that is not a good reason to make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, the interview uh, by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, sorry, Seth Rogen and James Franco and Leslie Kaplan. What the fuck is that? I mean, I have the interest, but I don't know what the fuck that is. Neither do I. I'm just going off of the list here. Alright. Paranormal Activity 5. Wait, didn't one just come out? I think... Didn't one come out this weekend? Yeah, the Mark 1. Big Hero 6. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, it's in the comic book, right? Yeah, Yeah, Marvel. Marvel. It's uh, Disney is making an animated movie based off of a Marvel property that Marvel Studios isn't actually involved with in any manner. Mm. So, well, since it's Big Hero Six, it could be good. Well, it's what is it? it, it it's about um, <laughs> because there's a it, six on the end. They must have been through one five. It's about like a team of Japanese uh, superhero teams, essentially. Well, I guess my point is is that it sounds like a relatively un- undeveloped property. So, yeah. sure, they did find, you know, I mean... I think their sure. last appearance was in Spider Island like a month, like a year ago. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're, they're definitely on those. It is kind of odd they're making a, a, an animated movie specifically about that. Yeah. Which kind of encourages me a little bit because it, it must have been something somebody saw. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Or hey, oh, 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 speaking about Marvel really quick, what did you think about Paul Rudd as Ant Man? 
Yeah. And I'm excited. Yeah, I have questions about yeah. that. Yeah. Just because I, know, I, I don't see him as a leading man. I really don't. I think he... I, I, I'm excited about this. I think considering well. the tone that Edgar Wright yeah. is probably going to go with. Yeah. See, I'm not going <laughs> to doubt him. I'm not going to doubt him. I'm just curious how he will feel... Not like the action role. I'm sure he can handle like the acting. He's got the acting chops to play any sort of character. Yeah. But how is he going to handle the action role? That's what I'm curious about. See, I think role models. I, he did LARPing section. Boom, oh, lawyer. Yeah. Ooh, you're right. Yeah. But uh, a part of me is I don't know. I I, 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 I like the idea of picturing him and Robert Downey Jr. in a scene together because mm-hmm. it really. I mean, considering the type of relationship Tony Stark and Ink Pen sort of have yeah. in the comics. And how one's definitely sort of superior to the other, and one I don't know. I feel as if the two of them could do that sort of chemistry together really well. Yeah, I don't know. I can see that. My name's Kino. Um, it's almost as if oh, the weather outside is wet. Uh, yeah, I, Paul Rudd is Hank Pym. I was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's really ever been a Marvel role that I kind of went no to. Yeah, I like I'm I'm undecided yeah, on it. Well, yeah. It, Chris Evans was potentially the closest. But yeah. he was yeah, he's great. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was mainly just because he was the human torch and yeah. kind of, your brain's kind of picturing that yeah. for the most part. And and actually Samuel L. Jackson was actually uh Nick Fury was cast as Samuel L. Jackson and not the other way around. So <laughs> um, <laughs> And well, like uh, one thing that sold me on Evans was like his performance in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is like okay, this guy has some range. It's yeah, gonna be yeah. fun. Um, <laughs> Dumber and Dumber like, Two, directed by the Fairley Brothers, dire- starring Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. Never seen the first yeah, one. No, really? I've only seen the prequel. Wow. Yeah, listeners can't see this, but right now I'm giving the finger to David's phone. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I, we only have hey, listeners don't know this, but we only have 35 minutes until the most important time of the day for chance. So we need to pick up the pace on this damn podcast. Okay, okay. What's uh, the Hunger Games? Mocking J Part One. That's what Chance calls that. The Hunger Games. What? Uh, the Hunger Games. Mocking J Part One. Yeah. I need to wait. Part One. Part One. You say Part One. Part One. They're split. Part One and the Two. I'm gonna watch Catching Fire when it comes out on DVD, and then I'll tell you how I feel about the next one. Horrible Bosses Two. Man. I didn't see the first one. I liked the first one quite a bit. <laughs> but it's not a film that lends itself to Yeah, exactly. Um, the Hobbit there and back again. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Everyone of us will go see that movie regardless of how we feel about the trailers <laughs> or anything else about the movie. Yeah. We can't help but go watch that movie. <laughs> black Annie, which is what I'm calling Annie, because it's an entirely black cast. <laughs> It's being a black Wait, Annie. Oh, it's, so it's Thanks musical for, Annie. Yeah, it's a musical Annie with an entire Sorry, black cast. Harry. Uh, no, 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 no. It's uh, Will Smith is producing it. Tyler Perry's and, not uh, in this movie. No, uh, like, uh, shit. Oh, it's a convention. A uh, yeah, yeah. The okay. girl from Beasts of the Southern yeah, Wild. Yeah, I know she is. Originally, it was supposed to be Will Smith's daughter. Yeah. And then she was like, "Daddy, I don't want to act." But are you, <laughs> and then Jamie Foxx. There's no Tyler Perry. And Daddy Warwick. Tyler Perry. And, uh, and, and Charlize Theron is uh, playing. Not black. She's not listed on here. I think it's Cameron Diaz is playing. Cameron Diaz. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I switched. Also, the bad character. I got it. Yeah, the the white person is a bad one. Uh, (laughs) Night at the Museum 3. What? (laughs) Don't care. (laughs) And uh, Unbroken, the Coen Brothers movie for next year. Hell yes. That that wraps it up. that like folk action movie, Unbroken? (laughs) No, no, it's Inside Moon Davis. (laughs) Oh, okay. 
All right, guys. Well, that's uh, a look at the year past and a look at the year forward. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I hope we survive to see all those movies in 2014. I know, I right? hope we survive for 2015. <laughs> yes. Yes. 2015 is the year everybody should be Avengers, getting Avengers, Superman, about. Batman, Star Wars. And Pop- Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Bring on the lens flare, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't an Assassin's Creed scheduled for 15, really? too? That I don't, could be cool. Uh, yeah. That is not a reason for... Sorry, Michael Fassbender? Well, yes. Okay, well, okay, from my point of view, looking at 2015, I just listed the top three. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman at this point. But. Right? <laughs> I think that you would do much for that movie. Yeah. I would have liked another straight-up Superman sequel first. I, I agree completely. A Superman, Lex Luthor, slash something else. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> Set in Chicago. Hell, Batman probably would have worked with Lex Luthor. Superman, Batman, Lex Luthor movie. Yeah, I, mean, that, I wouldn't be fine with that. I, I it's just yeah. Lane Core, Lex Core merger. Believably incorporate Wonder Woman also without an introduction of her own. Right. I, same I, with yeah. same with a new Batman. It's like, like I, Thor. Thor needed his own movie. Yeah. Batman, mm-hmm. I'll give everybody because everybody's used to Batman yeah. to a certain degree. Yeah. So if you introduce him in Superman, it kind of yeah, it, it kind of works. Wonder Woman is a completely different thing. Unless yeah. it's just a cameo. If it's just yeah. like oh well, if it's a cameo. If it's a cameo, fine. Yeah. But the big deal... It's a little campy, but right. yeah, the, 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 they made such a big deal about the casting announcement, though, that you're kind of like... Like, how major is she going to be in this yeah, movie? It's, yeah. Uh, I did like... Amy Adams specifically said, like, somebody asked her about Wonder Woman being in the, uh, the next Superman movie, and, um, you know, Wonder Woman and Superman are dating in the comics now. And, you know, if there were going to be any sort of love triangle in Man of Steel 2 or whatever they end up calling it. And Amy Adams was kind of like, I really hope they have something better for us to do besides just a love triangle. (laughs) That two strong women can't, you know, not argue over a man and just, you know... Do something for the common good. <laughs> well, arguing over a man, anyways. Yeah, it's, men are a dime a dozen. I just like. I, I just thought it was a good response. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like I really hope they don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to play Lois Lane because she's a badass, but I don't want to be like the love-stricken Lois Lane. I'm going back to the Muppets if this shit happens. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, that was 2013, and a look at the year to come. So, happy New Year's, everybody. And happy birthday to me. Yeah, and happy birthday to Chance, who celebrated his birthday on the first. Alright, that's the space bar. Alright. Okay. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.